On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick are back doing it live, at least the video version, so they can riff on the limited number of important Star Wars topics presenting themselves these days. They start with a few rumors about some new gaming great Black Series figures before calling out all the misinformation coming out around Project Maverick, a game that has had its official reveal delayed multiple times by now. They'll also discuss the rumored live-action Thrawn casting period and a fun listicle from X Clue magazine featuring Legends characters that need to be action figures. Of course, they'll wrap with their dedicated fan segment including a new question of the week, Battle of the Ages update, and the top 5 Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. It's Matt and Nick, and we are back and we are live, although my current bitrate is 330 kbps, and I'm getting yelled at by YouTube. So who knows, who knows what that means? Maybe we're coming off all blocky and you can't sound us or you can't hear us, but we're here. We're ready to do a show. And as you heard from the announcer, there isn't that much to talk about, but somehow Nick and I always find a way to make mountains out of these Star Wars news molehills these days. So uh, hopefully the bitrate will uh, figure itself out at this point in time because we're ready to talk some Star Wars. Hey, we got artist Sean Forney in the chat. Who knows if anyone else will show up. We did miss <laughs> last week for um, you know uh, Blackout Tuesday in honor of that movement, and we probably lost most of our audience, but that's all right. They will come back, and if they don't, that's cool with us. Oh, there we go. Now Tones is in. Spencer's in. Wise up. Hey, hey, hey. All right, there my friends. Go. They're starting to come in. The a-holes are lining up for a brand new and live edition of the Star Wars Time Show. All right, buddy. Let's go ahead and check out what we're getting into. And I'm starting to think YouTube's full of shit because OBS is telling me I'm churning out upwards of 5,000 KB. Not over 9,000, but 5,000. Although YouTube... <laughs> is claiming that is a lie. Hey, we got Klondike Studios up in here. What's up, guys? All right, Nick, so let's go ahead and get down with the uh, first topic we've got up here on the screen. And this is this comes to us by way of Exclude Magazine uh, from Yak Face. Now, anyone listening to this episode, if you are a collector, in particular a Star Wars action figure collector, you definitely know of the Yak Face. Um, guy's been around for a while. He gets tons of scoops. Uh, in particular with with Hasbro products, which, you know, they make the Black Series line. But, you know, we're we're teammates. We're on the same team as Exclude Magazine. So we always got to rep them as well. Uh, but last week, is it last week or maybe Monday, Sunday over the weekend? Who knows? I decided not be a lazy asshole and threw up a post. Uh, but we're getting a lot of rumors out there that two new gaming great figures will be headed to EB Games Canada, GameStop here in the U.S. And those figures are none other than Mr. Darth from KOTOR 2 and Jang, uh, as I type in the post here, Jang Fett, the cousin cousin of Jango Fett, his twin brother, actually. Uh, uh, Jang Fett, uh, based on his appearance in the Bounty Hunter game from the old, old, old days of PS2, and the original Xbox. Not the Xbox One, just the Xbox. The big big square one. Yes, that one. 
Um, so I don't know, dude. I mean, I hope this is true. It sounds like it's true because a lot of this information from what I remember was kind of sifted out of some EB games uh, inventory databases or some shit. I mean, that is okay. how crazy collectors get, Nick. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they, they like scan POS systems to see what type of inventory might be uh, coming down the pipe. And it looks like Nihilus, obviously one of the bad guys, uh, a part of the triumvirate from KOTOR 2. I mean, yep. Uh, he would make a fantastic figure, no? Yeah. What, what Now, I am all on board with Nihilus because, like you said, he's one of the characters that was super awesome in KOTOR 2, and, and really you don't see a lot of outside of custom figures in the toy photography community. But my big question mark here is, is Django Fett. Like, we already have Django Fett as a figure. We already have, you know, actually you, you have multiple Django Fetts. So why not go with somebody else for your gaming greats line? I mean... In my estimation, Django Fett is more known for his role in this in the you know the prequel trilogy in the movies than in the games. But did as you, you play that out, game? Did you play Bounty Hunter? I never did. Well, you so probably I, t- young and poor, like real poor back then, right? <laughs> like I definitely wasn't buying my own things at that time. Like my you know I had a PS2, so I could have played it. But it just never like that one never really hit my my radar as hard as some of yeah, the other can, games. Dude, like, I'm I'm drawing know. a blank too because that would have been knee deep in my my college years, and I deleted a lot of those brain cells at this point in time. Yeah, let let, let me see if uh, uh, j- just if from I college can. itself, and then everything I've done to my brain since. But uh, 2002. Oh so. yeah, Jesus! I mean, I probably didn't even know my name back then. Yeah. And then the, you had a, a re-release, a digital re-release on PS3 and PS4. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, I, the, it, the Django is uh, interesting. Um, why not go with somebody like you know, for example, like Darth Treya? Why not go with Darth yeah, Sion? or, or, like, or I think Sion. Really, the the triumvirate would be a badass yeah. three pack exclusive. I, I mean, I know you and I are probably. Much more in the know these days on the on the Sith Triumvirate because of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and you know Treya back in the day was this big coveted tune to get because she was you know a a, a Sith raid type of reward yeah uh, and then you could pair her with Nihilus who had the you know the one punch knockout and then Scion who would just sit there and be like ah, ah, and just suck up all this damage and rebirth yep. himself even stronger exactly uh, no I'm with you man like uh, tones here in the chat Star Killer I mean that's another they're making yeah. all the fucking stormtroopers make the goddamn star of yeah. the game right i the mean main character let's go let's get witwer in character form i mean yes he's canonized through maul but let's get his first his visage ever. right his actually like they modeled star killer off yes. of sam's face it looks just like his, sam you know so i think that would be a better move Django is questionable but you know what it's it's you know the EB games line. I guess they get to choose who their gaming greats are. But I'm just, I'm happy that we're getting Nihilus because he is such a a stark figure. He has such oh, a, yeah. a unique look. Um, that mask is always yeah, dude, really. I'm know. looking at this art now, and I'm going to ask you because you're kind of the legend studier. What what race was this guy? I mean, like this image <laughs> is so vibrant and clear. You can almost yeah. see. I mean, he looks kind of alien in the face right like his skin I, looks I knew black what and it was back in the day but uh, like so the mask itself like he he is a human the mask itself i don't know where it comes from 
Um, but but like, does he have like, you know, darker skin? He's not like a humanoid, like a Luke or anything. Okay. He's a humanoid, but more alienish or no, no, he is just a straight human. He is just a human. Um, he had some sort of, okay. So like just reading the, the canon here, cause again, I haven't played KOTOR 2 in a while. Um, it says Nihilus's affliction developed to the point where the dark Lord was forced to call upon the dark side of the force and encase his spirit within his mask and armor to stay alive. So his, he had a, uh, yeah. So he had some sort Got of you. malady that I, 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 I want to see this guy without the mask. Cause I mean, the mask is so iconic that you, you don't even yeah. think, you know, who is the man behind the mask? Yeah, I know. It's very weird. It's, it's I, like, I, love, I mean, I, I love Nihilus. There's two reasons I love Nihilus. One, it's he's become like a recurring Howard Stern show bit because, you know, they, they went to like a a nerd fest, something we like to. I mean, I'm not a fan when Howard makes fun of geeks because they like geeky <laughs> stuff. But it is funny. They did a bit where a guy was dressed up as Darth Nihilus, but he's trying to do an interview in the mask. Oh, God. So the whole thing became that just making fun of the guy because he'd be like, oh, who, who are you, sir? He'd be like. Oh, I'm Darth Nihilus. So <laughs> that's just kind of the, the bit there. But then also from Swigo, um, yeah. he still now these days there there are squads out there that are, have outgrown the Sith triumvirate, but they they are still quite deadly when paired together. And you gotta love his one hit punch. Yeah, I know. If you if you can get the cooldown reduction correct on him and and like take advantage of that you can turn a fight pretty quickly i mean oh yeah that's why that that triumvirate was so good because you could use trey to give him cooldown reduction on all of his abilities then you could use if you put thrawn in there then you could have further cooldown reduction by giving him extra turns and then basically you would have what was a 20 cooldown like a 20 turn cooldown turned into like a three turn cooldown and then if you knock out the right person, you could potentially win the whole matchup. So yeah. I use that I use that squad for a good bit as my arena squad, and it's still Oh yeah, they're and, useless now in arena, but they're still good for you know territory battles, war, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, and, the, and yes, Nick and I are getting our gag. little swago <laughs> rocks off right now. And I'm telling you, people, play the damn game. It's fun I, and it's I lo- I love this game. I love it. I play it every day. I'll be playing it right now. I missed fucking General Skywalker, by the way. Uh, got got all the way to the fourth phase where you need you control an Asajj team with the battle droids and just yeah. they just weren't relic correct. So uh, anytime he, he I don't know if you, have you ran against gas yet, Nick? No, I mean, I'm not, not, not really like the kind the in your stomach, but generally <laughs> I'm not really to the point to where I can battle those yet, honestly. So I, and I'm not even close to getting them. He's so. nuts, man. Like you just he he taunts the entire time until you knock down his shield. Then he gets down and Qui-Gon prays. Oh, God. And then the clones just start fucking waylaying your ass. Like, one will start, and then it just starts like a turn meter chain. Uh, So, uh, from what I've heard, unless you have the new Galactic Legends, be it Rey or Kylo, or a mere gas team, you you pretty much can't take them out. Yeah, that's that's what I can see in the the, uh, arena rankings and stuff like that. All you see are basically gas teams, then you throw in like an odd... Uh, you know, Darth Revan in there. You throw in some other like random, random squad that has somehow got into the top. We need. 50. To, I wish the intern would come back. I guess we turned him off after only two live streams. But he's running a squad now in his arena. He's still, you know, top two. Where he's back to a Revan lead with Gas, Legends Ray, 
Hobo Yoda, and I forget uh, I forget the other Jedi. And I was like, that that is kind of a hodgepodge squad for the wow, way he plays. Yeah, I would so. never think of that. Like, yeah, if you're if you're Revan listening, Lee. intern, you know, you know, send us a note from the the Gimp Chamber. There, you hear? <laughs> you hear me? Shut up! Shut up! Okay, he's good. Yeah, let us know what you're doing because that is interesting. I have seen like my, I guess my shard because you know my shard is is severely behind yours just from when I started playing. But um, my shard has only a few of the Galactic Legend rays. Oh boy, lucky uh, man, lucky man. So they're not they're not All dominating right. the the field yet. Anyways, back to this. I, I I still think Nick has the best idea. You give us the tri the triumvirate in a package. Yeah, and then tones with the Star Killer. That's where we're at. We don't need another Django. And surprisingly, the already released Black Series Django is quite a good looking figure. I mean, if you take the helmet off, it it doesn't have the the photo real paint. So Tamir still looks a little wonky. Uh, but are you really taking that many shots of a Mandalorian without a helmet on, anyways? Yeah, I know they no. all look the same. So just right. leave the helmet on, have the cool effect, and then. Take take this figure, take this extra spot for the gaming greats, and then give it to somebody who actually is a gaming great, not a movie character that has eventually. Well, yeah, made I mean, you could even game. like you want to get deep. You could, you know, you got Kyle, right? I mean, you, you could yeah. really start throwing out some names here. You could so. get in Jaden Core. You could Kyle Katarn. Yeah, there's a ton of different avenues you could well, go down. They I mean, better hurry up because I'm pretty sure GameStop probably won't exist in the next year or two. So yeah, unless uh, they make a complete sort of <laughs> business model change to be it ain't, more, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, like the, the, uh, that's their only chance is to turn into like a tchotchkes shop or something. Or like but even the then, man, it's like with the, with the virus and shit, I just all that's getting whacked. I mean, I would love yeah. to have a dedicated toy store again in America. I mean, ever since Toys R Us left, there there is none. Yeah, uh, your your best bet is a Target and a Walmart, and depending on what part of your town you live in. It could be nothing. It could be great. You never know. So, I mean, I, I would take that. I just, I think GameStop is fucked. Yeah. Uh, we're going to stick on the Black Series topic for a bit. So, you know, stay tuned. Once we get pre-order information for these guys in the States, we'll throw it out there. Or at least we'll say we'll throw it out there and then we won't. And then we'll talk about not throwing it out there. So it's kind of the same thing, right? I mean, you eventually learn through us that it's out there. Uh, but we want to run with something that is not StarWarsTime.net. Yes, I know, but they are part of the media network here, the X-Clue magazine team. And I want to run with this post. If you're a fan of X-Clue magazine, which you know most people in the chat probably are because they're in the toy photography, but uh, we talked about last week, great magazine for people that are into geeky stuff in general, collecting. It's not just all Star Wars, but... Uh, young Jack over there that runs the whole show, he's starting to pump out listicles. And he mm -hmm. did one this past weekend, or maybe last Friday, top five Star Wars legends we need as Black Series. And I thought it was a, a pretty uh, awesome topic, uh, one that we could definitely dive into on our show because of Nick and his legend background. And obviously, I'm the nut job that spends more money than one man <laughs> should spend on little pieces of plastic. So... Uh, Jack had to qualify this. This is pre-Disney canon because I know some people already took him to the woodshed over having uh, AV in there. I'm talking about yeah. Ventress. Ventress. Uh, yes. But I, I, I like some of his picks and I'm still going with the first one here, Nick. Probably is canon now because they fucking showed the guy in the Clone Wars and, and they still won't come out and say that they did. That's what I was going to say. I think that it's soft canon. It's, it's kind of hard to describe <laughs> what happens when something like... 
something very obviously comes into canon, but then Disney or Lucasfilm doesn't yeah. come out and say that this is the character. I mean, that right. was, I was Zizor. That, that was Prince Zizor in the Clone Wars when Maul was telling uh, his syndicate there. His crime to syndicate, yeah, the Shadow to, Collective. To hide. Yeah. I mean, it was literally, it was the Black Sun representative, and he looked exactly like this guy, if you're looking at the video version, that Jack is using to make a case for Zizor as a figure. And Yeah, the green alien, yeah. longer hair, so... And I don't know shit about this guy. I just know he he looks cool and he looks like he would make a great Star Wars figure, especially if they gave yeah. him some soft goods with that regal looking robe he's got. Uh, you know, the shade green head, kind of that samurai ponytail. So, oh, yeah, I, he would definitely make a good figure. I mean, un- unfortunately, this guy released a little bit before my time. Oh, yeah. Hell, dude, this is this is canon. This is pre-even Nick as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, this is 1996, so I was eight years old. So this is well before my time. I have read some of the older novels, but unfortunately, Shadow, I never got to Shadows of the Empire before uh, Legends canon was was aborted. Um, but in gen, I mean, just in general as a figure, yeah, this guy is probably would probably be the most unique Star Wars figure that we would have because he is. He looks more like a Marvel character. Oh than yeah, a Star oh yeah, hundred percent cosmic Marvel. I mean, I could see the Guardians of the Galaxy squaring off with this guy for sure. Yeah. I don't know, maybe that's why I like him. I I just remember him from, uh, you know, back then in '96. I was more worried about if girls liked me or, and wanted to touch <laughs> me and stuff like that. But you know, my my dad still was collecting a lot of the. Uh, green and red back Kenner Star Wars figures, and they did a bunch of the Shadows of the Empire lines. I know I have multiple 3.7 inch versions of this dude laying around in my Star Wars crack attic somewhere. Uh, but I was just always drawn to him because, as you said, as a great point there, he he doesn't look Star Wars correct, and, and I think that's why he he stands out. So I, I would love to see Zizor as a fig. Yeah. Um, yes. Obviously, I mean, AV should be a fig at this point. Uh, I mean, she has been canonized. Uh, Jack was riffing on specifically the version featured in uh, Dark Horse, The Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, you know, where she had some great uh, panel time there. And I've, I've always liked Asajj Ventress. Uh, I loved how she was introduced in uh, Gennady's Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, you had that great, It's almost, I think it's like at least two maybe three episode arc where her and Anakin just kind of go off to a distant planet and beat the shit out of each other yep yep. uh and then just in proper Clone Wars she has a fantastic arc I mean she has the not even a prototypical Sith trainee arc right because she's used by Dooku to a point uh and then they're like all right we don't want her anymore they try to get rid of her she gets out and then she teams back up with the Night Sisters and kind of reinvents herself and then ultimately kind of becomes quasi good and sort of helps Ahsoka with her situation yep. uh, there at the end. So, five, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was, I mean, she was always a very interesting character, not just in terms of, like you mentioned her Clone Wars arc and, and the way that she was brought into canon, but she continued through into the new novels as well. So she's definitely canon. There's a whole novel written about her called Dark Disciple where her and somebody a little bit farther down the line on this list here, Quinlan Voss, have a relationship together. So not only do you have the relationship between Ahsoka and Asajj at the end of season five or the, you know, the proper ending of, 
you know, the original Clone Wars, not the season six that we got from Netflix. But you also have her coming in later in the series, having a relationship with a proper Jedi and Quinlan Voss. So um, her her line, her arc has always been really interesting. And then just just her character in general, the right. the the way that she looks is very unique in terms of a female Sith antagonist. Oh yeah. That, that, that white, the, the, the stark white, the bald head, the head tattoos. Mm -hmm. I like the way she talks. And I am with Jack. Like I, I like the clone Wars version clone Wars. I, I feel like she's got more of an angular face, right? Yeah. Uh, where this one is more true to just a straight up, uh, human face, if you will. Uh, but she would she'd be a great fucking figure i mean I, I can just see it right now you get her you know decked out in that bald head the photo reel application i'd take her black series i'd take her figure arts it doesn't matter we need it so another yeah, good pick there by it's jack surprising that they have not had her as a figure yet it's so weird because she is i mean if you're thinking about you know what they've been doing recently in the in the toy collection community, they've been focusing a lot on like the the prequel era, right? Specifically, Clone Wars, and she is I'm, such I'm with a you, man. big part of that. They, series. they, um, you know, I'd like to I'd like to say, well, they only make uh, the the main movie character. Well, that's not true because there's there's an Ahsoka figure out there, there's a Rex figure. You know, Rex isn't I mean, in any of the movies. You could argue Cody was in a movie, so yeah, that's why I mean, he got one. Yeah, uh, Gree was in a movie. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I but I, I mean, like, you're really reaching. I mean, like, oh, I Commander know, I, Bly I and all, like, you got all of these clones that, yes, are technically in movies and stuff like that, but you also have a lot of characters that never were in movies. I mean, it, it's just, it's time to, you know, Ahsoka Tano Do it. Look at this. Nick's like ready. That. He's going to go out there and stump <laughs> for Asajj. He doesn't even collect, but he's ready to fight the good fight for AV, yeah. so I'm I with him. She, essential character to the yeah. Star Wars canon, I would I would argue here. Uh, th this next features. one here, I would love to have, because I, th to me, this is one of the more unique Star Wars characters that just kind of pop up during the Clone Wars era before uh, the franchise was sold to Disney, and that is Dirge. Yeah, and... Uh, and this character also popped up not only in comics, but he was in the Gennady series. Well, I, yeah, well. I, I believe, Nick, this again, this was before I even read comics, but I, I believe this Dark Horse comic was based on what was being put forth in Gennady's series. Because, yeah, okay. that was canon. I mean, George hired the guy yeah. to <laughs> fill in the gaps between clones and Sith. That was the exact reason those two seasons of that cartoon were made. Yeah, I and mean, it's not like this guy just won the license and and ran off and made whatever he wanted to. It was still very uh, guided by Lucas, if you will. Not as much as proper Clone Wars, but it's not like uh, Gennady is just like, oh, thanks for the license, George. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to make whoever the fuck I want. And, you know, a Anakin's going to be able to fly in space, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, so. Uh, it's a shame that we're, we, we've lost some of these characters because, like I said, Dirge is, he's like a mix of what the Separatists were trying to do with droids. And uh, some, Grievous, kind right, of, yeah. There, there were some organics to him because he had he was basically, what, like a worm, right? He's like a, what other, there's like another sci-fi, uh, Halo. Yeah. Isn't Halo like the, what are they? Uh, the, there's a species that they can, they can form human bodies, but they're essentially just a bunch of worms together. <laughs> right like the big the big brutes in halo like the the, the big oh. fucking guys that run around with the arm cannons 
I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyways, the they're, they're, they're essentially anyway. all made up of worms, but the worms kind of symbiotically can Work form together. shapes, yeah. right? Yeah. And, yeah. and to me, that's kind of how Dirge was. But if you just look at him, like the graphic we can see here in the video version. By the way, if you are listening to the audio version, we, we do a video version on YouTube if you want to check that out. Either way, we're talking about Dirge from uh, the 2003 Clone Wars and the Dark Horse Clone Wars comic. But I mean, he's he's got some transformer look to him. Yeah, he's, he's got some battle droid look to him. Some shredder he, look to him, right? I from, was gonna say he has like a samurai yeah. style of like upper body. I mean, you have those shoulder pauldrons. You have that that kind of. Uh, it, it's almost like a like a like a little bit of a like a cloak style of thing coming off the top of his head. His head looks just like you said, shredder from Ninja Turtles, with a very samurai like look to it. Uh, I mean, you gotta it's, like it's, Nick. Look, he's got all this shit, right? I mean, he's probably got cannons coming out of his asshole. But look yeah. what he still has on his hip. He still has like a six shooter on his yeah, hip, a gun, yeah, like a like a physical gun to shoot. He's you can see a fucking chain gun built into his left arm, right? But he still has a physical <laughs> gun that he, he can still just has pull a little gat. He's got his conceal and carry still. I love that. Yeah, he's got then, shoulder cannons and everything God, am i crazy guy. here or is that symbol on his chest sort of look like a mythosaur that is a mythosaur 100 percent. Okay. all right yeah, all 100 right. of mythosaur um so i don't know he's definitely not a mandalorian if you look up well i think he was uh, technically bounty hunter ish right yeah he was a he now on the the fan wikis and stuff like that he is a gendai bounty hunter so gendai is his race race okay and um his he sa- it says here that he has a very strong distaste for Mandalorians. Got um, it. Yeah, and even killed their leader at one point, apparently. So th- this is obviously all Legends canon, I believe. This isn't like anything that's still uh, in proper canon. But yeah, he, he, he was not a Mandalorian, but he did have a distaste for Mandalorians, which is probably why he kind of emblazoned their logo on his chest yeah he, he's just he's a bad like he's just a badass looking character like he's just yeah. one of those you, you don't get many oversized steroid injected star wars characters and and this is one of them and i think he would he would be great great as a figure mm-hmm. hell he, great live action but that's probably never gonna happen yeah yeah uh, the other one here i mean I, this is probably this is like another no-brainer i mean so many fans talk about her she did have a major impact on star wars back during the now uh, deemed legends era and that's that's marjade i mean yeah the emperor's hand the wife of luke skywalker the the mother of the skywalker children so um yeah another fantastic figure i mean just i think it'd be a figure that uh, a lot of us fans have just always enjoyed the idea of who mara could have been if she ever made it into canon yeah or remade it into canon i mean it, it, she does have a very interesting story right i mean her line from like you said introduction even to death at the hands of her nephew um you know jason solo then turned darth Cadus was always incredible i mean she was like you mentioned the the top assassin the emperor's hand for for emperor palpatine um encounters luke skywalker trying to kill him and then eventually she you know turns to the light side marries luke skywalker has ben skywalker their son and then becomes a grand master on the new jedi council and helps to to establish the new galactic republic 
um, and then eventually is killed by by Jason Solo, aka Darth Cadus, at the end of the the Star Wars Legacy um, novels. Like Got you. her character was incredible. I mean, she was a very different style of Jedi to Luke because of the way that she was. Um, the the way that she was trained, the way that she came into the Jedi Order, the way and and you compare that to Luke, and at that time, Luke was still like Luke had made a lot of concessions, a lot of changes to the Jedi Order, but but Mara Jade was very, I guess you would say, uh, call it a liberal Jedi. She didn't really like even the restrictions that were in place for the Jedi at the time. No, I like, mean, dude, she was essentially a a dark side assassin, right? Yeah, <laughs> being asked to become a goody two shoes. Yeah, and, and you know, she was always of the mind that that you should not limit yourself to just the light side of the force, which is why they even allowed Jason, while he was in the order, to get some training in the dark side from a former now this is again, this is all legends canon, from a former apprentice under Darth Vader. Her name was Vergere. And see, th- this know. is why we keep Nick around. Like he, he, this shit right now is just going woo right yeah, over right, my head. Right. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? So like, they were like, she was even allowed, like you know, allowed that to come into the Jedi Order. That you could learn of the dark side. You could even dabble in it. Uh, okay, just so you weren't surprised if you were to encounter it. I guess uh, was kind of the thinking that that you know Luke and Mara Jade had when they allowed that to happen, but she was, she was such a good character and she, she had these interpersonal relationships, not only with Luke, but with other characters like Jason and Jaina Solo, Leia. I mean, there, she was such a well-respected character in led in legends canon. And it's a shame that they can't bring her back in the same form that she was in, in legends because having a, a not like a foil turned love interest for Luke Skywalker would have been so cool to see in live action. But you, I mean, I guess there, there are ways you could still bring back the, the character of Mara Jade in a different way, but I don't know if, if you could do it and have fans of legends canon and, and old fans really have the same sort of respect for her as oh, there's did, there's no way as you, you said know. i mean at this point the bed has been made i mean luke, luke skywalker's canon has been written like it or not so yeah. she you either know, have to come in and like uh shack up with ray or something at this point so yeah you would essentially if you were gonna bring her back as a love interest for luke skywalker you would have to have that all done and then her sent either dead or, or and then she wipes his mind that he so he knows yeah. that they that, that she never existed yeah i mean it, it is a bummer because i'm just i'm looking at this graphic jack threw in there of their wedding i'm like yeah that seems like it would have been fun yeah dude that it was been a fun wedding to go to we all whip out our lightsabers like we like like reading these like you know well just like talking about mary jade makes me want to go back and, and read some of the old novels right. again my parents brought back some of the you know, some of my books, some of my old Star Wars books oh, here. Nice. And and you know, a couple of them that I that I've already unpacked are, you know, Mara Jade's a part of the story. And then obviously if you just go back into the the Yuzan Vong War days and the the Darkness trilogy, like she is a huge part of that. I mean it's it's one of those characters that that was so good in, in Legends Canon and really did deserve a turn in, in proper canon now, but um, I don't think we're going to get it, but yeah, I agree that we definitely need a, a dope ass Mara Jade, uh, black series figure at some point in here. 
Yeah. Well, thanks for the history lesson on that, because I'm going to need another one on this one. Quinlan Voss so Quin- is, is so, number one. This is the one that Jack really wants to be made into a character here. Yeah. So Quinlan Voss is technically still canon. Like I mentioned, he he did make it back into canon via novels with with uh, with Ventress. So the Dark Disciple uh, novel, prequel novel, uh, has these two characters actually like coming together, starting a relationship together. And then um, eventually Quinlan Voss is killed at the end of that novel, I believe. But um, he is kind of a, another one of the, you know, the fallen Jedi, the lost, I guess you could say it. Um, He was a Jedi, but then he just kind of went, I don't want to say went the way of Dooku, but like he did kind of fall down that dark path of like, trying to find out more about the the Sith Order and all these things. And then as Yoda said, once you start down the dark path forever, will it dominate your destiny? And it kind of, that's kind of, you know, the, you know, Quinlan Voss's story. And then like some of these, these images that you see of him here, you can see that he, he, yeah, did he looks, he a, looks fucking crazy, man. Yeah, he like, looks like a Tarzan Jedi, like that one yeah. shot. Of him, he literally looks like he could sit there and, and talk to some animals and then cut your face off with a yeah, lightsaber. That is essentially what, what became of him. He like, he becomes almost like this Tarzan like figure, this, 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 like, it's hard to describe it. He's like a, like a <laughs> feral Jedi, a feral force user. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but, I can uh, see that. He's like, hur, hur. you talk to him. You're just like, hey, Quinlan, how you doing? He just goes, ah, yeah. grr. It is, it is odd that, like, he never really got a, a like, a proper reintroduction to canon. Like, he yeah, we, we in, got, we got the, the peanut gallery here saying he's in the Clone Wars. Yeah, he he's is. in Phantom Menace. I mean, he's all over the place. Like, what, what yeah. the hell have I been watching? So, technically, he is in Clone Wars, but, like, honestly... <laughs> If you like, he is in a very small portion of it, and he, he like he's you wouldn't necessarily remember him, but like the proper reintroduction to new canon happened through a, um, through a a novel. So like I'm pretty sure that the yeah like obviously the Quinlan Voss arc within Clone Wars was written, written right. well before. The I'll, I'll have to games. get I'll have to get there because I'm still slowly going through my uh, chronological rewatch. I mean it's been He's a while. Very, it's been a while, I'm, people. Like I am I'm taking it on the chin here. Like I, I should yeah. know this shit. I mean I guess I should. I do run the Star Wars time show, but um that's your fault for thinking we actually know <laughs> Star Wars, you idiots. But he um <laughs> He, his his was very early. His arc was. was I do. I think he looks bad. Like he definitely make a great figure because that's really the point of this post we've been talking about. I mean, yeah. Um, he he looks interesting. It's like Conan, like Jedi Conan. Yeah, exactly. Conan so. the Jedi, something like that. So, um, yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, that that was a fun little topic. So uh, I know Jack's been working on these, not Star Wars. He's he's been doing other franchises too, but. Anytime we get something like this, or really, I'm going to open it up to you bozos in the in the stream right here. I mean, if you guys ever see something that we might not have posted to StarWarsTime.net or, or like a topic you'd want us to riff on, let us know. We're here yeah. for you, right? We are those those uh, clowns, you know, <laughs> jump, jump, dance, make us uh, be entertained. We'll do it for you. Uh, so good one there from X-Clue Magazine. Don't forget to check them out. Plus, we got some news. Actually, when we talk about the question of the week, we'll introduce some news about Exclude Magazine coming up. So, 
Uh, but that's just a tease. Now on to the Project Maverick. Just want to thank we had some people join when we were in the middle of that uh, segment there. Pigs and Bacon, one, two, three. You got to like that. Uh, Andrew's mm-hmm. in here. I believe that's Kingdom of Weird. And then uh, Panic and Skywalker, which I think I just shared a shot of Panikins today uh, to the feed there on Instagram. So nice, nice. Thanks for joining, everyone. But moving on to this Project Maverick stuff, all right? So first things first, we're going to start calling some people out. Uh, Bespin Bulletin. For those of you in the chat, you might you might have heard of them. I mean, they kind of made a name for themselves on IG, either through cherry picking stuff that MSW has put out, or supposedly they put out their own stuff. Uh, but for the past few weeks now, Bespin Bulletin has been claiming Project Maverick information. Again, Project Maverick is supposedly an EA game. You know, EA has a license, so it would at least be published by them. Yep. Uh, that we we featured how I mean months ago, right? Like yeah, they, like in March. Yeah, so some like three, four dummy intern hit the go button too early, and it <laughs> and it popped up on PSN or whatever. Uh, so no one really knows what it is. Is it going to be a VR experience, traditional game shooter, or whatever? Uh, but we were supposed to get some news today, but uh, just today, hey, go figure, Bespin Bulletin comes out and says, just kidding, it's been delayed again till the June 18th. <laughs> uh, and I believe this is like the fourth or fifth time they've changed the date. And, you know, this just goes back to what Nick and I have always said and why we haven't yet uh, kind of dove head first into just making shit up. Uh, it's very easy to make shit up, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And especially something like this where it's already been leaked, so you know it's out there. And then with the announcements of the new consoles right around the corner, it's very easy to say like, hey, you're probably going to get some sort of news oh, and, on and by, Hey, new, by new the way, project. people, guess what would be going on right now if it weren't for COVID? E3. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be out there. That, so yes, this is the time for game reveals. You know, we're going to get the PS5 stuff, I believe, in a day or two, right? 11th, June yeah. 11th, I think. Uh, yeah. And they delayed that because of everything happening socially last week, which, you know, good for them. That's what they mm-hmm. should have done. But I don't know. It's just like, how many times can you say something's going to happen and then renege and say it's a different date and a different date and a different date? But it doesn't matter. I mean, they'll they'll keep their... They're rabid supporters, and it was funny. We actually got yelled at a few weeks ago for making fun of MSW on YouTube. So yeah, it's like good dude, if you're if you're gonna continue to support and defend somebody like MSW after now, it's not even allegations. Like the the truth about how he treated people online came out. Like that's that's on you. But we also have the right to call him a creep because that's yeah. verifiable now. <laughs> and I'm not like, I don't want to sound like a complete asshole. I just, this is a me problem. This isn't a star Wars time show problem. I, it just burns my ass when, when really, you know, no namers, which I'm a no name. Nick's a no name. Star Wars time shows a no name. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, uh, I'm not an idiot, but these no namers, you know, they get vaulted up amongst like little star Wars fan circles. It's like, what, what? Yeah, Noah outlaw and, and this and it's, it's like just like no I mean no Nick Nick and required. I could write a post every week speculating on shit and make it sound like it's coming and then just be like, oh well it didn't turn out. I, I just it's not what I like to do. I mean I ran a geek news site for ten years and only uh, uh broke shit that I knew was ironclad when I'd get it from my Hollywood sources. And even then, because I was a nobody, I'd get fucking shit on. You're stupid. You don't know anything. You're wrong. You're lying. Clickbait. 
die. That type of stuff. It's fun yeah. to be on the internet, my friends. Trust me. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with myself and Nick for even doing stuff on the internet because I, I'm much happier being a more entertainment and community focused <laughs> site than trying to be somebody like Noah Outlaw who just uh, or or Mike yeah, Zero who I, just I makes shit it. up like. Mike Siri, you know. yeah, that's a. Greg didn't get up today. I'm assuming because we didn't tell him in time we were going to be live. He was pissed last week. Poor Greg, Greg Bird, set an alarm for 4 a.m. last <laughs> week to get up and watch the Star Wars Time Show, and and we didn't do it. So I think hey, he's mad I, at us uh, right now. I posted the hour, I you know, going live in an hour. So oh yeah, his his dead ass was asleep. It was, was probably, asleep. probably like 1 a.m. over there. So. Yeah. But, but anyways, he'll, he'll catch it. He'll catch there's it. really nothing new on Project Maverick outside of we might get an announce uh, around EA Play now. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, yeah, that makes a lot of fucking sense, right? EA's yeah. going to have their big game reveal event. They would probably reveal their next Star Wars game. So it's what it is. You know, don't take it wrong. We're not sitting here shitting all over Bespin Bulletin. We're just kind of saying, hey, they've missed this mark now multiple times. So uh, take it for uh, what it is. That yeah. is the land of sharing rumors, my friends. So, all yeah. right. Up next, next dude, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because it's not really, there's nothing to speculate on. It doesn't really get my juices flowing outside of the creative ones. And I know a lot of creatives listen to our show. I mean, just in the chat here, we have uh, traditional artists. We've got the toy photography scene. Uh, so there are people that like to create here and that, that follow SWTS. So I just wanted to put this out there. I shared it. Uh, but um, if anyone's familiar with Cinematic Captures on YouTube, it's a, a great channel for Star Wars fans because he mostly just puts out Star Wars content. Uh, so what he did, it was just kind of a, a proof of concept to show people like, look, you can now with Unreal Engines and virtual cameras and, you know, taking assets from video games, you can now in your apartment create a Star Wars film and go to different planets and script action scenes that have blaster bolts and lightsaber and this, that and the other thing. Uh, so this Order 66 short, I, I urge you to watch it. But more importantly, go to Cinematic Capture's channel and look at the uh, kind of the how-to breakdown video he did. Yeah, he has uh, like, it's called Making Order 66 in Unreal Engine Virtual Production, and it shows you like, you know, basically how he, how he goes about staging all the action that you see, and then shows you the behind the scenes in the engine, what he used to build and what he used to put together. These, I mean, like, right. this, this looks about as real as it can get. I mean, dude, this is exactly what they're doing on the Mandalorian and all these new Star Wars projects. I mean, yeah, they have the volume, right? That massive set with video walls and video ceilings and floors, but they're doing the same thing. I mean, they, they essentially can figure everything out in the virtual world. They can have cameras move in the virtual world. Uh, they can use live action cameras and stitch it in. So I just thought it was very interesting. It's something that if you are a creative and you've got the know-how, uh, I think if you, you know, you spent some time, I'm not saying you're going to learn it in a week, but maybe give yourself a month or two, study up the resources in Unreal Engine and, and how to make films in them. I mean, this is shit people could do right now. And I don't yeah. even think you probably need thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, you'd probably need a rig, right? But most people that are already doing digital art are going to have some sort of a rig. Uh, I, I, you probably have to pay for a license from UE. And I don't know if they charge that, uh, if they yeah, still charge or whatever. Unreal Engine. I'm not sure. 
how much it costs now, but it's definitely not free. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's just it's just a, a proof of concept for virtual filmmaking. You yeah. Know, those of you that have thought like, I want to make a Star oh, Wars actually, movie, but how could I ever free. do this? Okay. Yeah. I just think you have to share profits if you sell. Yeah. It's publishing licenses get started for free. Five pay 5% when your product succeeds. And then your creator's license is free to use and 100% royalty free. It says for creators and in industries outside of games, working on internal and free projects, okay. custom applications, linear content, stuff like that. So, so yeah, if, if you use it for film, you're free and clear, right? I mean, it sounds like it's fair use. You can do whatever you want. But if you're going to build a video game, then you got to give them some money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I just I just wanted to put that out there. You know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll spark something. Uh, might be jumping ship. Where are you going, Papa P? Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I thought it was neat. I thought it was uh, interesting. And those of you that like to dabble in being creative, uh, maybe even more so than just with our action figures, you can move on to start making some films there. So yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. So I just thought that was out. that was pretty cool. It was. It was a cool video too. It's only two minutes long, so take some time. Cinematic captures on YouTube. Um, really good stuff, really good insight into how you would do that if you are a creative or an, I mean, like obviously to do something like this, you still have to know how to animate, like animation is a very big part of it. So, um, still awesome stuff there. Yeah, it's cool. So those of you, all right, Triple P, Joe, Sean, I want some Star Wars movies made in Unreal Engine 4 starring myself as the (laughs) Sith and Nick as the Jedi and you can make them a Rodian just like this Jedi. There you go. Okay, dude, so uh, the big one here, I think the one that some people want to riff on in the chat, um, and that is the live-action Thrawn rumor, right? Uh, yes. I mean, again, who the fuck knows how truthful this is? Uh, it, it does make sense knowing what we know about the character of Thrawn and where his story has been left. Uh, but it's coming out here. What do we got? The, the Disinsider and Daniel RPK. I mean, these are some people that... I, I know Daniel RPK, I think, has hit on some stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, one but, of the newer, the newer leakers or, or sources of information. But um, um, the, the, the story is, is Disney is out there looking for a live-action Thrawn. So they're, they're looking for an actor to play Thrawn. And we actually had earlier in this chat, I forget who threw it out there, but it's actually a pretty good idea... Uh, and that would be, you know, you, you cast a live action Thrawn to bring him back in Mando to to run the the remnant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you never know. I mean, Nick and I, we we talked that, about this a thousand times. So let's just go ahead and, and start it's, speculating here. It's so. interesting. Yeah. So the idea to cast Thrawn to 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 run the remnant would be it would be a way to bring him back in, but what it would also spark is how you bring back in Ezra Bridger. Yeah. They're, they're kind of tied at the hip at this point. Like for those of you who haven't watched star Wars rebels, that show ends right before the start of episode four. So you essentially end right before you have the invasion of Yavin four and then the destruction of the first death star and everything like that, that happens in a new hope. And the way that it ends is you have, Thrawn and Ezra together on the Chimera, Thrawn's Star Destroyer, and then it essentially gets, you know, ported out of the galaxy via these, I can't remember the name, they're space whales, I can't remember the name of them. That that, that works, space whales work. Yes. And apparently space space whales are all over the place because I just watched another... It was Treasure Planet. Have you ever fucking seen Treasure Planet? Yes, the one where you essentially find the... No, that's Atlantis. 
this it, it it's a you know it's a Disney movie. It's on Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Threw it up for the kid. That is one of the more unique Disney cartoons I've ever seen. I mean, it's like pirate ships in space. Okay, yeah, I have not seen that one. <laughs> so anyways, ran, random tangent. Go ahead. But um, these space whales have they have hyperspace not technology. It is kind of like a a biological response to whenever they you know whenever they they uh, inhale a certain type of uh gas it's like a it's i don't know if it's tabana gas or not so they essentially their 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 farts propel them through hyperspace Hyperspace. yeah (laughs) so um during the final battle between thrawn and ezra on the chimera these these space whales can commune with ezra so they attach the thrawn ship and then they use hyperspace to jump out of the galaxy and you don't know where they are you we, we assume that they're in the unknown regions somewhere because they're nowhere in known in the known galaxy. Um, so in order for Thrawn to come back into the Mandalorian, he would have to make it back from the unknown regions or wherever he was teleported through the hyperspace whales. And then you would assume that either, you know, when Thrawn is back, either one, Ezra is with him, or two, Ezra is dead. Yeah. So and we know they're they're still out there, by the way, on a bridge of a star destroyer that has no windows in it. So, I mean, they should be dead. Let's yeah. be real. Uh, but it's not real life. Right. I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson here. I'm not yeah. going to start picking apart I mean, sci fi movies for not having proper physics. But, you know, you could these a lot of these star destroyers. And if you watch any other sort of like, you know, it's just a, a shield went up. Is that yeah. What you're like space, space born show yeah a well you remember like up. literally the fucking whales reach through Rude, the windows yeah. <laughs> so that's what i'm saying but anyways <laughs> they're still alive but we know that they're at least still mia after the battle of endor right i mean i yeah i don't know do we ever get a timeline how far the uh, epilogue is in rebels where sabine's talking painting the mural and then ahsoka shows up and it's implied that they're going to look for him I think we talked about it. Is that right after? Is that like a year or two after? Either way, I mean, the Empire has fallen. It's been at least three or four years that that Ezra and Thrawn have been out, you know, doing God knows what in the unknown regions. And then, like, you could even argue, and I know that, that, you know, this isn't necessarily hard. Like I said, there's there's now hard canon and soft canon, in my opinion. So this isn't necessarily hard canon, but, like, in Galaxy's Edge through Disney Parks, you've had the interactions with... Uh, Crownist, who yeah, is, the Cronest, whatever. I know yeah. you always you always place that at Age of Resistance. We got to remember that Batu and all that s- still existed during the Empire, the fall of the Empire. It's always been it, around, it, so the timeline yeah, could still it's, be during you know uh, Mandalorian timeline, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 weird how that how that works now because we know that age, we know that galaxy's edge in disney is set during the age of the resistance timeline yeah yes they've stated right. that they could make it be whatever they want like they could all they would have to do is change the people who are in costume and do some some you know some small changes to the aesthetic of of galaxy's edge and batu to the park to make it you know be prequel timeline or or or, you know original trilogy i mean who cares what they do in real life right i mean in movies and novels they could make bet two whatever whatever they they want want. you know if they want to do a b wire the new one before the star killer shit whatever the fuck right yeah Uh, because they changed the kind of the 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 ad and bc stuff for star wars depending on what age you're in now yeah Uh, so it's 
It's Who knows? I mean, we're getting some questions here. I mean, would they address the the Thrawn thing if they do more Rebels? We've heard from Filoni they're not going to do a direct continuation. They could run with characters, so who knows what that means. So, uh, yeah, you could get in cartoons, but it would be pretty neat, unique, mind-blowing if they are just mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, we're bringing them back, but now they're going to be live action. What do you guys think about yeah. that? So Yeah, I mean, Disney Plus allows you to do a lot of those things that wouldn't be possible before. You would know, would you action. want now, uh, let me add, before we get, because uh, the, the peanut gallery here, they, they, we got a lot of suggestions for mm-hmm. actors. I, I think we'll, we'll get into that, but would you want him coming back and just being folded into an existing series like Mando? Or would you want him to get his own? I, I think if you bring him back and he's the leader of the Imperial Remnant in Mando, like you still have a fucking ton of questions to answer about that yeah, character. Right. Like to me, you would need to have a specific dedicated, not just episode. You would need a dedicated series oh, yeah. that, that, that kind of breaks down. Like what the it, fuck it's happened? The, Nick, it's the Boba Fett conundrum in Mando, right? Where yeah. you can't just, spring them on i mean i guess boba would work slightly better easier. than thrawn yeah it would be but it's still i mean be, because of the 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 fan love for boba i don't think he's just hey it's boba well how the fuck did he get here yeah. it, like you're saying with thrawn we, we do need a more detailed narrative on like okay well how'd they get out of unknown regions what happened to ezra if ezra's gone are they yeah. best friends at this point in time <laughs> i mean i know we've talked about that Think about it. I mean, yeah. if they're marooned together and can't go anywhere, do you think they're just going to sit there and stare at each other and hate each other? Yeah, it's like there's no way. And like I said, the, the, the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn, as has been laid out in, in the novels, is not a character that's going to hold a seething hatred for somebody no, out of he, principle. No, like, he, he is a very... He's a tactician, man, right? He, yeah. He's going to go where where the the... The game board takes him, right? Where, where yeah. the pieces favor his moves. So uh, he could easily befriend Ezra. I mean, I, it'd be great if they came back and Thrawn, he was whipping that long hair again. He ripped the sleeves off of his uniform <laughs> and he's got his guns hanging out, right? Yeah. Ezra's, as they, the, Ezra basically looks like Quinlan Voss, and they have a new <laughs> language that they, they bark at each other. Like they, they've almost devolved into <laughs> like animalistic yeah, so versions space <laughs> yes space animals uh, they just way. come back and they're fucking like a like a duo you know the the batman and robin of star wars yeah and i mean uh, like look in my opinion the the you know you can't bring back thrawn into mandalorian because i don't think feloni well, would rightfully uh, do that klondike had a, a, a good idea i mean you could kind of bring him in mando like just a splash the last episode you know kind of how moff just showed up at the end yeah and then you spin into a full Thrawn series, and yeah. one six shooter, same thing. You know, it's a mix and match. You know, let's let's do an own series, then cross into Mando. So I think the the fans at least would like they're with yeah. us. You can't just throw them in Mando and then take them away. There there needs to be some exposition on what the how the fuck did he get back here? Yeah, and I, like Dave Filoni and John Favreau are not people to say like, oh well. You know, most people watching Mando don't know who Thrawn is, so we can just treat him as a new character in this and, and then we'll worry about how to get him there later. I think the the better way to do it, because if you think about it, Thrawn shows up in Mando. The last thing that he remembers from the galaxy, if they're not getting transmissions and they have no idea what's going on, is that the Empire, the Empire is in good standing. They're they're the you know, still had the, the Death Star. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, Death Star is just about ready to start blowing up planets and everything. Yeah, like. 
So he is now coming back into a galaxy where the Empire has been defeated by what was thought to be a lowly band of rebels with no organization whatsoever. And and now there there is lawlessness in an Imperial remnant in the galaxy that needs some sort of leadership. So it's not like he's just ready to jump in and say, like, I'm here. I'm going to run shit. Moff Gideon, you listen to me. Let's let's figure this out. Let's get the Empire back running. He has to wrap his head around what is essentially, you know, 10, 10 years plus of of galactic history that's happened and now the fall of the empire that he walked he, he was working for it would be a mind fuck for sure yeah. I mean, to, yeah. to show up because again i mean does time pass at the same rate in unknown regions who know i guess it does technically because of exegol now we know that so yeah it's like the same, I, I, we're still around the same me, sun i guess like it's weird to me the 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 most interesting aspect of of bringing thrawn back is the ezra connection it just mm-hmm. You can't separate those two now. I mean, they are, to me, kind of kind of joined at the Star Wars hip, if you will. Uh, the way Filoni left them, I feel like they have to come back into the fold together. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. not as, as buddies, right? But we have to see how that was resolved. You, you don't just take those major characters. I mean, Ezra was one of the leads, if not the lead, the main focus. Mm-hmm. And then you had Thrawn, who up until that point wasn't re-canonized, but it did canonize him again. Plus he had the uh, the legend fan base. He's a, he's a massively popular character. Uh, yeah. so, so these aren't creations that uh, Filoni and them are just going to leave floating around in space. Uh, but I do believe because of how they ended up, that they, they yeah. their stories have to be reintroduced together, if you will. In my opinion, the the best way to do it is to have a separated series where it is just right. drawn and, and Ezra. And I and I think that one is animated. Yeah. And then you, you bring that. if you if we're doing this live action Thrawn, which which we're talking about, then you you start sprinkling him into Mando or if we have any other future Star Wars series because he probably wouldn't work in Cassian. I mean, I guess he could. I mean, Cassian uh, would actually be an easier way to bring him in. Because, right, because then you don't have to fuck around with any of the Rebels canon. Yeah, exactly. Like, depending on how far we go back in Cassian, and we know we're going at least, we're going to be before Episode 4. We're going to be before Rogue One. And, and if we're before Rogue One, that means that we're in a time period where Thrawn is still an Imperial Grand Admiral on the Chimera, and he's not, you know, kind of out in the unknown regions with Ezra. Oh yeah. You could literally just have him in there in the timeline that would cover the first two seasons of rebels, because in the first two seasons of rebels, he's not there. He's he doesn't exactly. come in until season. So, three. I mean, the, again, that's why I get, I make the big bucks because of proclamations like that. But, uh, that I, it, Cassian would be an easy, easy way to just kind of get him, uh, introduced in live action form. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in that time period, and if if you do want to have him in both Cassian and, you know, Mando, you have a show that covers their time after they've warped out of known space. And what what that could allow you to do is very interesting, because if you've read the Thrawn novels, then you know that the Chiss Ascendancy functions in what is known as wild space. It's not necessary. It's like right on the border between known space, the core worlds and the outer rim and the unknown regions so if they are in like this weird boundary if they if they kind of made it to the unknown regions then thrawn could get in touch with his just ascendancy contacts 
and then they could they could kind of work together with the ascendancy to either find their way back to the known galaxy or you could have a whole series that's based around Thrawn and the ascendancy and then how what happens to Ezra there does he kind of work with the ascendancy does he realize that Thrawn's not really 110% dedicated to the imperial cause it's there's a lot of interesting things yeah. that could happen. I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you're always going to get me on the on the book stuff, but like just my dumb brain, I think I have it figured out now, Nick. <laughs> Either live action him in the Cassian. Mm-hmm. If you do it that way, then you got to give us an animated series. It's not going to be Star Wars Rebels Part Two. It, it could be the the Ahsoka and Sabine show, and yep. we truly get to see their quest to find them. They find them and that's how they're brought back in. And then you could dip those characters back in live action versions into Mandalorian, anything beyond that timeline. So yeah. and I think that, that, that's the gospel. I yeah. put it to rest right there. I'm going to post it now as if it is fact. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting things that could happen with this. Cause then you could like, this is something that I brought up before for those of you who read the novels. If, if the intern was in here, he would be salivating because of all of this fucking good EU novel stuff that I'm dropping, you could bring in the Grisks. The Grisks are the new Yuuzhan Vong, basically. And you could have them in there in cartoon form because that is the the main enemy out in that area of space, in this wild space unknown regions area during that time period, are the Grisks. And they were a big threat to the Chiss Ascendancy. I just wrote you a goddamn animated series, Disney. Pay the man. Call me up. Get me in here, and then let's make this happen, because that's some money. Floney, I'll, I'll like email that. you his PayPal. Thank you. Yes. Yes, please do. All right, so. now, now in terms of who would you want to play a, a live-action Thrawn? So before you start throwing out some names, I'll, I'll read a few that the peanut gallery's been throwing up. Uh, Tones has thrown up an old one here. Lance Henriksen. I, uh, I saw fun. Benedict Cumberbatch. I think R- that Richard E. Old. Grant, who he would have been good, but he's already been Star Wars eyesed. Uh, Matt yeah. Smith, obviously, a lot of people I- I've seen that before. I don't uh, think you necessarily have to skew old for him because some of these are skewing a little old because right. he is a younger character. I, I think uh, someone had what's his name, Mads Mickelson. M- Mickelson. Mads yeah. Mickelson played. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, That's, he's uh, he's Galen Urso. So I don't know if you could bring. <laughs> so him he back. probably can't make it. So I mean, who who would be your guy? Like, who do you think would make a great? Oh, one six shooter had John Hamm, and I replied to him. That would be a a buff ass Thrawn. But I think but it, if it you work. remember, if you if you remember in the in the uh, Star uh, Rebels animated series, like you see him with his shirt off, and he's no, actually you're right, you're right. Ripped. I mean, so I, like, the more I'm thinking about, it, I was wrong, Trevor. I, I'm sorry because even last week, I think I was talking about looking. Or trying to find the 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 half naked Thrawn shot where he's got his long flowing black hair, and he does. I mean, he's got some blue guns hanging out of those arm sleeves. So yeah, yeah, no, uh, he's, he's Ham, pretty... Ham could work for sure. Uh, the Matt Smith I could see in the face. Uh, Benedict I could see in the face. Yeah, it's oh man, I've never really thought about live action Thrawns, but hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really have anybody off the top of my head. I think the John Ham call out is actually really fucking good. The problem is with with Ham is I mean, can can he act like that? Like That that's okay. That that's what I'm thinking about. Is um yeah, it's the it's it's his delivery, it's his body language. I mean, Ham is a he plays serious roles, but he also can play some jokey roles, so mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> JCVD. Yeah. yeah that's, so someone that's just threw one. up a Jean Claude Van Damme. That'd be fantastic. I I would love that. By the way, he did actually. He did a funny series. I forget it was on Amazon or, or Netflix, but. Uh, if you if you are a fan of Jean Claude, you know if you grew up in the eighties and nineties watching his action movies, uh, his series and I, I'm I'm an idiot for forgetting the network. It might be Amazon, uh, but it is it's pretty good. I mean, he essentially yeah. makes fun of himself, but he is also a kind of a spy. Uh, okay. While he's still trying to make movies yeah. as an, as an aged actor, so I've seen I've seen the previews for it, so that could be interesting. So I'm looking at so I just typed in like live action Thrawn and Google image search. Pierce Brosnan came up, and that's actually interesting. Like Pierce Brosnan, I think could be an interesting pick here. And then um, let's see who's this guy here? Because I mean, you also there's also like you know real reaches like you know um the guy who played christensen no (laughs) yeah hayden christensen could come back that would be interesting that that would be really funny if they did that who's the guy who played the fucking prometheus robot um oh damn it you're right he would be great (laughs) michael fassbender yeah fassbender Fassbender. um he would be good dolph lundgren (laughs) dolph lundgren (laughs) I think Fastbender would actually be good because he has given a performance that's very similar. Oh yeah, I, I I remember seeing that on our post because I, I was looking, I was going to that to pull it up because we actually got a lot of good reaction there. Uh, again, Matt Smith, uh, the Fastbender was a good one. Mm-hmm. Lars Mickelson, Benedict, Hugh Laurie, Jason Isaac, Tom Hiddleston. Jason that's a good Isaac one. is a good one. Jason Isaac, I like a lot. I, I like the I like Loki too. Yeah, Loki could do it. Yeah, I mean Tom Hiddleston could be could be the guy, but he he's not like he has very stark physical features when you look at him. Like he has a very he's very thin and muscular in his face. Jason his Isaacs, head. that's a uh, Malfoy's dad, right? And the guy yes. that he played, uh, he was just in Star Trek Discovery, I think. Yeah, yeah, he. That oh is, yeah, yeah, I could see that too. He was great on that show, by the way. As kind of a, I don't want to. Uh, spoil it even though it's a few years old but he's he he would he would play a good thron i think based on uh his captain Lorik or Lorink or whoever the fuck he was in star yeah. trek discovery yeah so there's a lot of good options out there i don't think you have to go to i think lance henriksen is too old i know somebody said that like he is like you think of thron as an older character but he's actually i mean he's probably what in his his mid 30s for early 40s yeah I mean, like it, as you would characterize it in human years, I don't know how old he is as a chiss, but like he, he in human equivalent, he is basically middle-aged, you know, 40s. Yeah, he's in his prime. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he, he still works out and does some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, physical, right? he is at his physical peak, I would say. Um, I like him too because he's, he's a collector, right? Yeah. I mean, he, Thrawn, he, Thrawn, he, he may be someone that would be in our live chat right now. Yeah, he's a collector of art too because that's what he uses to break down like, if he knows he's going against some sort of like enemy that he's never fought before, or he's looking for information on people. He doesn't like go through hollow records and he doesn't like, you know, go, th- you know, try to, f- you know, infiltrate this person's life. He looks at the type of art that they like, you know, and, and he can break down their their battle style and a lot of their physical characteristics and how they would be in a fight based off of the type of art either they create or that they collect. And that's really interesting when you when you see how he does that. Um, well, yeah, because I remember it, in, in the cartoon, because you know I'm I'm kind of Thrawn stupid. I I mainly know him from 
Rebels. Rebels. Uh, but I, I think he was taunting Hera with mm-hmm. with some shit, you know, like he, uh, yeah, he had stuff her. that her people would have made or the Twi'leks, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. I know that he had, he like messed with Sabine too. So I, I mean, Thrawn, I hope this is real, uh, either full series or uh, just kind of showing up in existing series. He is a, he's a great character, uh, so much so because... Uh, He's different, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He he's not your just yes ma'am, yes sir type of bootlicker imperial. Yep. Uh you can tell he gets a certain level of respect from the emperor. I mean, he's got the the grand admiral title. Being an alien too, which is exactly. unheard of. I mean, there like, are no other at least that I know of alien uh officers in the or any, right? They're, they they don't yeah. allow aliens. I mean, the empire have, sucks. Right? Yeah, There's a reason very, the rebellion happened because they're a bunch Z, yeah. of fucking racist, xenophobic asswipes. Yeah, so. exactly. So the fact that he, I mean, he is a near human. I mean, the Chiss are a very human like race, but the fact that he worked his way up the way that he did into the Imperial, you know, superstructure being an alien and being a, you know, a I, I was, uh, Andrew just brought this up and I was going to throw it out there, but Idris Elba for Thrawn. I think like oh man i think he, he that, would like, bring the power man you know you yeah, know idris i mean he he brings a, a he he bring, he commands his characters if you but will but does he I mean, have like the i would love it but does he have the stoicism that's the thing is like i, he I is think so he, yeah stoic. i think he can yeah i think he could do it yeah i like the only reason that like that that fastbender is sticking out in my head is because he's the only person that we've name that has played a character that's even remotely similar to Thrawn's delivery. Like he played that whatever his the the robot's name was in, in David. Prometheus. David, yeah. Well, I mean, you could even draw upon Fastbender's portrayal of Magneto. I mean, there there's yeah. there's a little Thrawn persona in that too. Like especially, yeah. you know, where he's leading, commanding and he you know, he's very he sticks to his ideals if you will. Yeah, very much so. So, I mean, this like You've never seen like when you when we get a Thrawn series, and I'm gonna say when because I think that that Filoni knows the gold that's buried within this character. Like when we get it, it's gonna be a Star Wars series almost unlike anything we've seen before. Because if you do it in the time period where he's still in the unknown regions, like you're dealing with a lot of factors. Like you're used to seeing Star Wars in the known galaxy. You're used to seeing Star Wars where you have this rebellion versus the the empire or the the cis yeah the, i mean the good guys Republic. and bad guys are always black and white in star yeah. wars where in the unknown who to fuck like like we've been saying ezra and thrawn could be best friends by this yeah. point so there's a lot of interesting ways to bring him in and i'm i'm excited whether it's live action whether it's animated i just want more of this character because of the 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 style of of you know show that you get when you're when right. you're messing with see him, i'm like just main. me because i'm book stupid i want a full-on live action series that's essentially grand admiral thron this is your life and yeah. and we get <laughs> more or less what i'd imagine the the books have already covered but now for dummies that only like moving pictures <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, no. i want to get a little i want to get splashes of his of his youth 
of his time with with Anakin, you know, that type of shit. Hey, there we go. We can get Hayden back that way, right? So Yeah, you could. You could do that. I mean, there's a uh, lot another of one, Christian Bale. And I think we'll we'll move off this topic, but Christian <laughs> Bale. I mean, you know Bale. Bale at this point can play any role, any size, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's basically like the the uh what's his name? Daniel Day-Lewis. He's like the exactly. new Daniel Day-Lewis. But of, just... but of cool movies that are fun to watch and don't yeah. get you depressed. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm all about Daniel Day-Lewis and my left foot and this, that, and the other thing, but I really don't like watching movies about real life that remind me of how shitty humans can be. Exactly. Uh, that's kind of why I think I stick to this fake stuff, the sci-fi, the fantasy. It's just because... <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, uh, we get plenty of real life just living it. So I, I don't need it for my my entertainment. Uh, the shit bums me out. But Bale, 100%. I fucking love Christian Bale. I love that he's nuts. Yeah, I love that psych- he's an asshole on set. <laughs> I love how focused he is. I mean, if you've never heard him dressing down someone on the Terminator Salvation set, the lighting guy. So fucked Who up. the fuck? are you i mean it is you're walking right in my eye line he's just fucking fucking yelling like fantastic but and i know we we make fun of him like chill out dude you're you're just acting but in the end that that's his job he clearly takes it seriously wants to you know give his best and he lets people fucking have it that mess with his process so i was just the shit that guy's done to his body let alone i mean dude what if you've ever seen the the movie the the mechanic or the the uh the oh, the machinist, machinist. The machinist. Yeah, where he gets down to like 90 pounds because yeah, he's dude. like locked up i don't is it during world war ii or no no it's it's during it was present it was like, time at the time okay it's like, it, a, like, he, like a dystopian setting basically yeah like he he has a a mental disorder that that he sees himself differently than what he is and like he he like sees himself as like this machismo from what I can remember, I've only seen it once, like this this really macho guy who's very attractive and gets all these women. But like when you see him in reality, he is this gangly, like Matt said, he got down to like 90 pounds and you could just see his ribs. He eats nothing. And it, like he has like some sort of very severe mental trauma that causes it. And then like he goes from that to fucking Batman where he's swole Buff, like 220 right. pounds and swole like it's right. ridiculous and then uh one six i was gonna say this one then he then he plays dick fucking cheney and vice and, yeah. and gets fat <laughs> as fuck yeah and then like even going to the fighter where again he like loses a ton of weight see like, it so yeah it's crazy dude yeah no i mean I, I i do like bale and i like him because he's an asshole so <laughs> Tom, oh, there we go. Tom Holland is Ezra any day. I love Tom. Tom oh, Holland's yeah. the fucking man. I love that guy. Yeah, Tom Holland's a good I, I do like that. I like that. Good one there. He's Mr. already Sheer. in the Disney verse, too. So. That's right. Well, that's what people are saying when I brought up Loki. They're like, well, I mean, he's already getting paid on that Disney Plus purse. So, you know, they, they might not have enough Quan to give him. Yeah. All um, right. Martin. So that. Have we beat the Thrawn topic like I a dead horse did. yet? All right. I think we did. So that brings us into our, our fan segment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But before we get into the top five, you know, if you've been joining us these past few weeks, we've we've added some flair to the fan segment via Nick's Battle of the Ages. I don't know what we're going to do when the battle ends. I guess we're going to have to get Nick to start another tournament. People have uh, been asking for a non-force user Perfect. Well, we'll, so we'll, now, roll, like, we'll roll right into that next. Yeah, but so uh, we got to start thinking of 16 people 
people to put into a non-force user tournament. So, so let me go Thrawn ahead. will be in there for sure. Hide so. the browser, bring up the Slack, and let's go ahead and get our update on Nick's Battle of the Ages. And people are going to like this. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, those like, in the chat that have been joining us, so you get angry at some of these votes, just wait until you see the next two matchups. So. Yeah, so, so just an update before we get into the semifinal oh, no. matchup results. So... <laughs> Um, before we got to the semifinals, we had Grandmaster, Yuke versus, Grandmaster Yoda versus Luke Skywalker, and that was a pretty hefty win in terms of Yoda, 74% to 26%. Okay, so, so this out. was from last week, right? Because we, we yes. uh, didn't have this up in time, out of respect. But So this was finishing off last week's round. Then the next two we're going to look at are the semis, and then we'll announce the championship. Yes, so... Uh, Grandmaster, uh, Grandmaster Yoda versus Luke Skywalker. That was a Yoda win pretty big there. No surprise. Uh, I'm pulling up our polls now just so I can call out any particular voters either way. Because you know when you vote on the Star Wars Time Show, well, your votes are I not I love secret. it. I like the one. Cryo's like, hey, man, I thought these are supposed to be anonymous. Like, well, oh, tough, no. Tough shit. Oh, no. Read the fine print. So the, the total vote count was 85 votes for Yoda, 30 for Luke. So that makes sense. Some... Let's see. If I, 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 I agree with this. I don't know if I voted on this one. I can't remember. I got lazy in this these last rounds. Yeah, like some some notable Luke voters. We have SWTBS Wild Wing voted right. for Luke. Very interesting. Liam Samard Photography, uh, Agosto Toy Photography. So those are our big Luke voters. Very questionable there. I mean, I well, don't know. I mean, I guess if Luke fought Yoda on his deathbed. In Jedi, you know, he I think he might have might have been able to get him because Yoda was he was pretty fucked at that point. Yeah. Uh, Figure Hurts uh, voted for Yoda. Sith Lord of Lego. Our boy Greggy. Greggy voted for for Yoda. Papa Palpatine, also a a Yoda voter. And you yourself, Matt Haywood, was a Yoda voter. I did vote that. All right. Um, So so that that closes out our next one. So going on uh, or our last quarterfinal. So going on to the. Whoa, to the semifinal got ahead matchups. Of things. I just ruined the big reveal. The semifinal matchup. So right now we are on the, I assume we're on the Revan versus Obi-Wan Yes, yes, here. I got that graphic <laughs> up now. These fucking people, like, I don't know what is wrong with our fans. I don't know if you guys are just really big prequel homers or if there's not I, enough You know what? Who- I, I'm going to blame it on Ewan McGregor at this point. I think people just love <sighs> Mr. Hello there. I, I, I just- mean, I get it. I understand, but like, if you people have never played Knights of the Old Republic, if you've never uh, played even the Knights of the Old Republic, the, the, the MMO game, Star Wars, the Old Republic, read any of the novels, like Old Republic stuff, like, I don't understand how it's 44% for Rev and 56% for Obi-Wan. If, there was a, if it was like 49, 51, okay, like, I, I can buy that. Yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan straight up. Like, yeah, I mean, like this was a, even, a decisive victory. Yeah, so the vote breakdown: fifty-eight for for Revan, seventy-three. Hopefully, for I Obi. picked Obi One. <laughs> I like. Let me. So, like notable Obi One voters. Let's do that first. Matt Jessup. So that's uh, he is a uh, he's a Funko Pop guy. Yeah. Yeah. Stormtrooper Pete, which is one of uh, Greggy Boy's friends and who may be featured on top five this week. No, that that's uh, a that's a different Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper Pete is oh, not no, yes. the one that that's been blowing shit up with Greg down in, okay, in Queensland. But Stormtrooper Pete has been a a, a top fiver before. Oh Sweet yeah, well picks. he's been, he's been putting out some fantastic smartphone shots these days. Believe it or not, so you did not vote for okay. from what I can see Klondike, Greg, Kingdom of Weird. 
These guys, what are you doing voting They're for all in Obi-Wan? here. Kingdom of Weird's in here. Klondike's in here. Guys, Speak for yourselves. Tell me the rationale here. I don't get it. <laughs> are you trolling and, us? Are you guys trolling the battle fucking, of the ages? Or you truly feel Obi-Wan could take down DR? Tones I don't know. As well. I mean, you never know. In the end, it's all fake and, you know, people have their favorites. But, I mean, Mr. Hello there really is tearing through this tournament. I mean, who's he beating now at this point? Okay, let me, because I, I actually yeah, have Recap our, who Kenobi has, has messed up. Yeah, so this is the Kenobi run-through. So at first, Kenobi beats Rey. That was his round one there you matchup. Go. It literally beats part of the dyad. Yeah. Then he beats, he beats Anakin again, which Straight is the up. rematch. Anakin was our number one seed. So just to, just to put it out there, Obi-Wan starts off as an eight seed. <laughs> he beats the nine seed in Rey. Then he beats the one seed in Anakin. <laughs> then he beats the four seed in Revan. Yeah. He really is our, our Cinderella man. He, I mean, he kind of is. And then, oh man. So, the, I mean, that's that's the big kick right there is that you get Obi-Wan Kenobi beating Darth Revan yep. to, to make so it So much for the all of Revan's powers and abilities. He could not take down the two-finger pointer, right, Mr. Yeah, Peace? Yeah, that's, that's all it takes. And then that brings us on to our, our, our last semifinal matchup to decide the final matchup that it will be played out this week. And it was Grandmaster Yoda versus Darth Vader. Right, not, now, not Hobo Yoda, not, not the weirdo that steals little meat no, sticks. This is, I put it, Grandmaster Yoda, this is right. number three seed. This was the highest seed left in the tournament. Number three seed, <laughs> Grandmaster Yoda versus number seven, Darth Vader. Uh, and I love it. Darth Vader takes it 53% yeah. percent to 47. And it, the, the vote total 65 to 58. And... I just don't understand. Like Matt, what is what is your opinion on this battle? Because for me, Grandmaster Yoda beats Darth Vader. Whether it be the Darth Vader that fought Obi Wan Kenobi at the end of Episode Three, so before he gets his suit, or the Darth Vader that fights him, you know that that has his suit and that fights Obi Wan Kenobi in Episode Four. So what is your perception of this battle? Yeah, I mean, this one, and hopefully I didn't vote, so I don't sound like an ass white, but <laughs> I just, you, you probably do have to go with Yoda. He's just uh, too good. Like he'd be, too, he'd be too quick for either version of Vader if they just want to do physical combat. Um, really, Vader's force powers would be equaled, if not overmatched, especially if it's robot Vader. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Yoda could just come in there like like one of my moves because I'm a short guy. It's just the the ankle bite, right? I just yeah. come in there and you just come in there and start <laughs> like chewing on Vader's ankle and it's over. You know, just just oh, cut his metal legs God. off. So Papa Palpatine, notable Vader Vader voters. Papa well, he, Papa loves Vader. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, Vader's. I'm a big Vader homer too, so it's it's hard for me to go with Yoda. But if I'm approaching it just from a logical standpoint. Yoda probably wins. My yes. fandom, yeah, I'd give it to I'd give it to uh, to the Vader. Iron Lung. Yeah. So Baron's Black Series, Cryophotography, Papa Palpatine, all notable Vader voters here. Um, and then in terms of the Yoda voters, you had a lot of smart, intelligent people like Tones. Tones <laughs> voting for 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 Yoda. Oh, look at Nick starting to channel some of the dark side. Look at this. <laughs> Klondike, Agosto. I mean, you got some some notable voters in there too. Rust Belt Collector voted for Yoda. Sean Forney voted for Yoda. Um, to me, I think this is the no brainer. To me, I was like Yoda takes this hands down because, like you said, if you're take 
like I, I said this on the podcast, I say it every week, you take the strong, in my opinion, you take the strongest version of that particular character. So what that does is, if we're only talking about Darth Vader, that negates all of Anakin Skywalker. So you can only take from the moment he becomes Darth Vader in the Senate chamber, or not in the Senate chamber, in uh, Palpatine's chambers, right after he kills or helps yeah, kill Yeah, and I'm Mace with you, because uh, let, let's kind of hash that out. Like, we're, we're talking human form Vader, Vader, right? Yes. I would... I would argue that Anakin, just like, you know, we got this from Kylo when he killed his dad. You could argue at that point in time, Anakin was so mind fucked over the choice he made, right? What have I done? Yep. You you know, and then he buried that and just went and murdered a bunch of babies. But you could make the argument that even that Anakin would have been so, there would be so much turmoil, inner turmoil, that he would, it would be impossible for him to fully channel all of his powers, which, quite frankly, is, is what happened on Mustafar. I mean, Kenobi beat the guy because he wasn't fucking thinking straight. He was erratic. He was tapping way too much into the dark side, the hate. He wasn't thinking. I mean, yeah. Anakin should have wiped the, the lava with him. But because... Anakin, well, at that time, Vader, Anakin Vader, if you will, he was, he was a mess. I mean, yeah. he, he thought his wife had just betrayed him. He choked her ass out. I mean, he was all fucked up in the head. So, yeah, I, I even think that version of Vader would have lost to GMY. Yeah, so. GMY is mean, an idiot. Like, let's, 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 you know, let's, let's not uh, sweep that under the rug. He definitely didn't have the foresight that No, he's he a fucking fool. I mean, but he, he, is he let the combatant and he let the order just essentially crumble right from under him i mean he he was a dummy but when he is in the moment he's in the fucking moment like that guy has no emotional attachments to anything at all yeah Uh, i mean palpatine had all sorts of emotional attachments that's what sith are they are emotions uh but yoda i mean he he was always in the moment always focused so i I think that's what would have given him the edge over any vader really yeah so now the the reveal of our final matchup it should be obvious here you have obi-wan kenobi versus darth vader and <laughs> we're, we're bringing it back to the death star my friends a yeah. new hope episode four the rematch i mean this is now keep like i said keep in mind this is not a re this is not old obi-wan versus vader this is not right, episode four this is the strongest version of each character so you have obi-wan kenobi probably in episode three ish, yeah, I, I would say I'd say Rots Kenobi before he murders his yeah. friend or thinks he murders his friend is probably the, the strongest that Kenobi got. And Although you, you could argue, you could argue the old Kenobi, uh, maybe not physical strength, but he he was probably a better all around combatant because he also now had the 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 mental clarity. I mean, look look what he did to Maul in Rebels. Yeah. It, it wasn't even a contest because Maul was trying to use his old tactics where Kenobi learned from all of his mistakes, channeled all of his former masters and just literally did a zip see you later. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm with you. I, I'd probably take the 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 Rots Kenobi as his uh, rawest power. Yeah. Yeah, I think F- that's physically the best at least, mentally probably not, especially after all the Anakin shit and the dead babies. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know the strongest version of Vader, which there's there's a lot of argument to be had, like which is the strongest version of Vader. 
Like, did did Obi Wan already fight the strongest version of Vader at the end of Rots? And See, I, I don't. It's weird, man, because Vader's so unique. Because uh, you know, well, I was talking about Vader, right? I, I, for some reason, yeah, I thought Vader. I was talking about Obi. He essentially is two different people, right? So yeah. Obi Wan was lying, but he wasn't. If 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 you had Vader in Anakin form. And he was able to actually train in that form, in the dark side from Sidious. He would have been a fucking monster. Yeah. Like untouchable, like, like could take down planets type of shit. Yeah. But that he doesn't exist. Right. We we never get that form of Vader because as I just explained, I think the initial Anakin Vader is so fucked up in the head. He's just by default, not going to be at his best. Yeah. Then you get busted ass, uh, you know, junkyard Vader, Vader, which literally is canonized that he lost most of his potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is one of the main reasons Palpatine sent or, or tried to create replacement after replacement after replacement, test after test after test for Vader right after episode three, because he's like, fuck, I've got damaged goods now. So yeah. I'm going to improve my damaged goods by making him angrier than ever, more hateful than ever. But he is never going to be the guy that I thought I was getting when I signed up to convert the chosen one to the dark side. Exactly. So that's your final matchup guys. Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Vader. It will be live in our stories sometime this week. Yeah. I will have <laughs> the post up and a few know, things from the be fan awesome. before we move on to the question. But, um, one six shooter obi-wan easy he'd wear vader down george lucas would agree with kenobi being on top of this list that comes from andrew and then tones asking could vader not just force choke obi out well i mean he they they forced they they did the old force patty cake and revenge and assist so i mean he could definitely deflect a a force choke if need be yeah i mean there is I don't know if george would agree if there's just a straight battle with no story implications on it so like i said if you're taking the strongest version of each character as you know and and then putting them together it's hard to say that obi-wan's the strongest one it's it it really is and like you know you have a lot of characters in there like you have you know grand grandmaster yoda to me i i feel like they they literally just went at each other and i feel like you know, if it was Obi versus versus Yoda, I feel like Yoda wins that. It's weird. It, it is weird. I mean, it's a it's a bracket challenge, so you have to go by the matchups that that right. that are put forth. But it is odd how and, it's and played my, out. My take on the most powerful powerful version of Robot Vader uh, would probably be around the New Hope: Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it would be like Force Unleashed, dude. It would yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, it by that like Force Unleashed time. By period. that time, he he's ran through a lot of the Inquisitors, trained them, killed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone on multiple missions to make himself hate himself more. He's been hanging out on Mustafar in the castle, sitting in his little tube, getting pissed. Yep. Uh, so I, I think he's probably his most powerful form as the robot in, in empire i mean just look what he did to his son and really again because he let emotion slowly creep back in that's that's how he kind of uh softened up again so good yeah. stuff there man battle of the ages good update uh we will well, have yeah. uh 
Yeah, the the, the, final, the final results next week, but I can pretty much just take to the bank. Kenobi is going to win this bitch. Yeah, it looks like Kenobi. It looks like <laughs> nobody can stop Kenobi. Not even Darth Revan. So, um, the other question of the week we put out is actually a precursor to something that's going to be coming soon yeah, in so, Blue yeah, Magazine. Papa so. P, he agrees with me, sort of. Skywalker was between worlds in episode three. Saint, that's more or less what I was saying, just probably like a psychologist perspective. He was fucked. Snoke would have said the same thing to Anakin right there. He's like, you know, you're fucking broken too because of what you did, you dummy. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're, you're not really as evil as you think. So good stuff there. All right. Um, we're going to move on to, we, we, we have a, a kind of a different approach to the question of the week this week, right, Nick? We're, yes. We're working on some things. So uh, like last week during the mention segment, we, we revealed that we did a piece for Exclude Magazine. Uh, I wrote an article on the, the 40th anniversary of ESB and kind of collecting those figures and being a 40-year-old fan and that type of shit. Well, Jack has reached out again and has asked if we'd like to be involved in issue two. He's already kind of putting together some features and we agreed. And our topic that we thought would would work out would be nice to pursue is the new Black Series box art. So those of you that pay attention to the SWTS, we love you. Rock and roll. Uh, Nick has already put out a poll and the question to kind of gain some feedback. So we're kind of using that twofold this week. Mm-hmm. We turned it into our question of the week because we got some good responses. And really, most people that listen to the show, they, they collect the toys. So I think it, it does merit a little segment. And uh, number two, we're going to use some of your responses in our feature in uh, Exclu Magazine. Yes, yes. All right. So we'll um, probably have to contact you if it goes into print because that's Jack's stuff. And he pays attention to the law and shit where us we just if you write something on our social media we're going to read it out loud with you oh yeah like if, you, if you vote i'm i'm loud tapping your votes we're putting your your names up yeah. on the screen yeah so if you ever don't want us to say something you better uh, send us a dm but uh we are going to include some of your responses in the article i'm going to kind of write uh, a part of it just my take on it being the collector half of the show. And then Nick's going to handle kind of a, a, a segment or, or part of the article where he's going to be like, hey, you know, this is my fan take as a non-collector, but this is what we got from the Star Wars Time Show fan base. So I, I thought that was kind of a neat thing to, you know, include us back into the magazine, but our little growing community here. So we're here for you people. We yeah. love you. Love us back. So All right, if man. you want to get your opinion out there too, our, the post is still on the Instagram. We yeah, yeah, leave, a bit. yeah. Leave your comments on the post. You have to scroll through it for, uh, for a little bit, but we, we had like 20 plus, almost 30 comments. So good mm-hmm. on you again, my friends. You are enabling this new fan segment to grow and get more interactive and potentially hear your silly names announced yeah. out loud. All right, so like I said, that is our question of the week. As Nick put out there, we are looking for some direct feedback on the new Black Series boxes. So just to recap everyone, or if you're just on the audio version, uh, Hasbro decided to completely change the Star Wars Black Series box. They're no longer black and red with numbers on it and Gregory Titus art. They now have a kind of a color-coded system mural on the side. They're much more artistic, uh, eye-pleasing, if you will. Uh, so here's some of the comments we got back. And again, some of these may appear in the article, but I, I just picked 10 good ones that, that you know, I thought kind of spoke to how uh, fans are thinking about this change. So up first from Kiko Collects, 
likes the boxes, thinks it's mm-hmm. uh, because of the mural. I think it'd be neat to tease a part of the next character. You can see parts of the other on each box. Could get people excited. That's why yeah. I picked that one. I like that where he's saying, all right, we show a figure with its mural, but then we only get like half of the next mural to kind of guess where yeah. that line's going. So yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good, you know, thought process behind yeah, those boxes. I like that. I like, I like that, that one. one. Um, next up we have Rust Belt Collector. He says change is nice. It would have been cool if the red and black red and black box set had ended at 100. That would have I, been I'll agree a cool with that. Touch. I'll agree with that. Um, and then Le- he goes on to say something that you mentioned last week. He says these boxes remind me of Marvel Legends line, uh, but are unique enough that they don't blend together. I'm all for boxes that are uh, themselves pieces of art. Displaying these will be quite awesome. That's okay. kind of like my thought on it as well. Was that the display portion of it would be really cool if you are to keep boxes? I know Matt, you aren't a a box collector. Well, I, I just I, I do want to put some PSAs out there for my fellow collectors. And, and one day, if, if you really want to see what I got, I, I will take you around the tour so you can see that I'm not full of shit. And uh, there's a reason. Uh, even considering keeping boxes like this, just it can't happen anymore. It can't. How many, how many fucking plastic rubber totes can one person buy to store cardboard boxes? <laughs> it literally takes up my whole fucking attic. It's insane. All right, so that's one of the reasons I quit. But I, I need to, people, free your figures. Displaying them in boxes isn't as cool as taking them out and putting them on a shelf. Boxes take up room. Room is valuable. If you, if you meet someone, if you get married, you're going to have to share room. Okay, it's true. Unless you are rich and have sheds or storage containers or barns to store your shit. I'm telling you right now, if you have the sickness and anytime they announce new figures, you buy the full wave or you buy doubles of the wave or triples of the wave or quadruples of the wave. I'm talking to you, you stormtrooper army builders. (laughs) You can't keep all the fucking boxes. It's just it's it's nuts. It's, it's nuts. We buy it, them for the figure, not the fucking art. The art even, looks great. It would look even, even like, better in the recycling bin. Even small boxes become cumbersome. Like even like video game boxes that are like that big. Yes. Like you don't realize until you do have like limited space. Like, man, if I just had a binder where I could flip through all these or if they were all digital, then it would save up a bunch of space. But um yeah, so I mean, like, overwhelmingly positive responses to this so far. Oh, yeah, so- I mean, but uh, there's a lot of themes of, oh, I love it. I can display more boxes. It's just like, yeah. oh, come on, people. I'm telling you right now, this shit just adds up. I don't know how old you are, but once you, if you start hitting into the 40s and the 50s, the mm-hmm. 60s, I mean, I've had to take some of my father's stuff down here in store because he ran out of room keeping boxes. <laughs> All right. So... Next up, we got Galactic Photography 66. It says, going to greatly miss the art style present on the red and black boxes, but the connecting mural right. on the side and color coding, depending on which movie or show the characters from is a nice addition. So it's, again, it's like leaning on these murals, like the murals that they're putting and, together. And I agree. The, the art is fantastic, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not so great that I'm going to eat up, you know, this much. I'm kind of putting it up on the camera, but we're, we're talking, you know, an inch and a half, two inches almost of thickness. You get a you get a couple of those. There's a shelf. There's a next shelf. Oh, now you got to buy another shelf. Put it next to that shelf, and before you know it, you have no wall left. Yeah. And as Nick said, I mean, get away from collecting Blu-ray boxes and steel books and shit. It just is going to take up too much space. And this guy, 
just got a new house and he probably can't have oh, a bunch oh, of fucking yeah. boxes around. So I mean, like Tones, Tones, know. like Fifty One, and still have all mine displayed in boxes. There we uh, go. More power to you, Tones. I'm there telling you. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe it's a me thing. Maybe I, I spend way too much money, but I'm gonna have. Uh, maybe after this cast, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out a, a real shitty smartphone video and show you how some of mine are displayed in the glass cases and where the rest are because a i'm lazy and haven't set up my glass cases yet and b i have way too much shit for boxes show, so. sh- matt will show you the the in progress swt museum in the ohio hq so uh that'll be fun yeah yeah um, so th- there's some people and, and i will i will i will qualify my statement on boxes yes if i'm spending over a hundred dollars on a toy I'm going to keep the box, okay? Yeah. So the the one sixers, the Mezcos, even some of the figure arts, I maintain those boxes mostly for a, a resale, all right? The other stuff, fuck it. I'm telling you right now, people, only Star Wars collectors are going to pay you money for your figures. So <laughs> if, you're, if you're holding on to all this shit thinking you're going to get rich one day like it's gold, you better hope there's another nutjob Star Wars fan out there like you because those are the only people that pay those prices. Highly unlikely is the best way to put it, but yes. Um, so just kind of going through more comments, Mark Walker photo, very Marvel Legends as a toy photographer. Mine comes straight out of the box. All right, Mark. And the box goes into the loft anyway. And he's not right. I mean, that that I, I don't want to sit here like I'm some motherfucking, I'm too good for boxes. I was, all of you, I literally have, I'm not kidding, 50 large like 32 gallon plus Tupperware containers full of Funko pop boxes that take up my entire attic. There, there's no attic space to store mm-hmm. boxes of boxes. And when I was starting to spend money on boxes to store boxes, that's when I was like, what the fuck is your problem? I, yeah. I got to stop. It's, this is the stopping point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so uh, there we go. But uh, he, uh, he agrees on the, the color scheme for the different movies and eras, but right. he says, uh, he can imagine that the shape uh, causing issues for in-the-box collectors and displayers. Mm, interesting. interesting. All right, this next one here from Scion. I, I, I like this idea. I can get behind this. He loves them. Ever mm-hmm. since he was a kid, he's always appreciated package art. He used to save all his boxes and card backs from all his toys. And he's saying oh. now he's probably not going to save these. But he's going to cut the sides of the boxes off and frame it like a giant mural. Now that... Makes sense. Yeah. Because there, he's actually going to create a nice piece of wall art using the beautiful art from these boxes. So mm-hmm. I, I thought Cyan had probably the best idea how to kind of scratch your box itch, if you will, while also freeing your figures. So yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, really kudos good to that idea. I, I, I thought that was a, a novel idea. I may steal it, although. I don't have much wall space back here. I know you people can't see much of the HQ from the camera angle I give you, but anywhere there's wall, there is a Star Wars poster of some kind. <laughs> Only Star Wars posters. Do. Eventually, I will have some posters hanging up here. I know that you get a limit. Basically, the only thing you can see behind me is the TV. Well, I'll, I'll try um, to duck or move my chair. Like, see all that shit back there? Those on the live stream? Like, that's everywhere. There, there is no wall space left. And it's so bad, I have my glass toy shelves in front of my walls full of Star Wars posters. So nice. I'm about as 10 year old as it gets for 40. <laughs> uh bud futu i i was glad to see him kind of chime in he is like the dio god out there love them although i'm an opener i still keep my boxes and boxes see he he was like me he was doing the boxes and boxes and that to me is like 
that's almost OCD, all right? I, I, I get if you want to keep them in boxes and look at the numbers or the murals, but when we're literally buying boxes to store empty boxes, that's when you got to like ask yourself, could I just spend more money on toys? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the better. Use hey, Mr. Forney, I would love some original Star Wars art. I actually have your original Hulk still that you made for me sitting up in the basement. So I did lie. I do have a few Marvel pieces down here. <laughs> the, <laughs> there we go. And, and a Nintendo piece and that famous uh, Super Mario Brothers little kid playing video games art that everyone's probably seen at some point in time. Awesome. Have you seen that? It's like the it's kind of like purple and it's a little kid. He's got like a, you know, his Star Wars toys up there and he's playing the original Super Mario Brothers on his Nintendo. I can't remember it specifically, uh, but I'm sure if I see it, then it's it'll, a great example to be talking about on a podcast when you can't see shit. So <laughs> yeah. that, that's why I decided to bring it up. Uh, all right, moving moving on. We got a couple more. Stormtrooper Pete, there you go. Yeah, look great. I love the color and the way they blend, but sad that they removed the Gregory Titus artwork. We had a lot of that. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm never a fan of an artist losing potential work, but uh, this might not be a popular opinion. I didn't find uh, the box art of the black and red Black Series boxes to be appealing whatsoever. Oh, there we I go. Didn't. I, I really didn't. I mean, it was... He does, he does like grayscale art. I mean, it looks fantastic. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he sucks. I just, it was drab, gray, kind of a sketch, whatever. Uh, I mean, the, the red and black Black Series boxes, to me, were almost jankier than the originals where they were all black with a blue stripe or an orange stripe. <laughs> all right, start throwing the tomatoes, people. I know it's coming because there's a lot of Gregory Titus fans there here. There we go. The, the hate, here comes the, the Matt Haywood haters coming out. Um, Switpix says, I'm excited for something new and fresh. The old boxes were getting like stale. That. He seems angry like me, so I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, Switpix <laughs> with the the hate on the old boxes. Yes, I like he it. I like them. it. He, he, he has some conviction comment. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Visual Force, really bummed that they are no longer using Gregory Titus's artwork, but I'm loving the more colorful boxes and the mural look. I'm a box collector, oh, so this man. makes me happy. I told so you, Nick. Force, like, I, Nick. Collector. <laughs> I wish we could get Nick to fully understand the box sickness. It's 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 yeah. hard to relate to a a non-collector. You know what's funny is like I'm not a collector of anything, but I'm a box hoarder just of shit that I buy. So like if oh, I, I, buy I do that a, too, like electronics, I'll hold on to them thinking oh yeah. that I, I need it to return it 10 years later. Like they're exactly. actually going to take it back. <laughs> like I have like video card boxes, I yeah. have keyboard boxes. Uh -huh. I have the box for this microphone still. Like when we were moving from the apartment to the house, it was I the I bet Taylor loved all that shit. Was she like, Dude. just throw this shit out, you asshole. Exactly. She was like, why do you have this? I was like, I, and like literally I would freeze and it'd be like, I, there, there's no good i know i know why i keep my tech boxes it, it there's always this like well it might blow up within the the 40 day period so i need my box exactly but then like, i forget about it and then it sits there for five years i actually just yeah. exercised my my box storage area nick when we adopted the two cats to make room for a new shit shit palace there we go and i'm telling you dude i was digging shit out like like you said my my mic box was in there my imac box was in there from two or three years ago it's like what are you doing yeah and, and i regained so much room it was ridiculous yeah, it was you feel like, like holy shit when you finally make the purge like you feel good you're like holy crap now i can, <laughs> I can actually put i can put more boxes in here oh, now i'm telling you people 
to say it with me, we will not collect our boxes. Yeah. Our boxes are a waste of space. Just keep repeating it. All right. I think we got one more here. Yeah. 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 This is from Ramadai or Ramadis Jedi um, or Ramdai. Uh, really great, nice artwork. I love the different colors for the different episodes. The back is even better than the side. I bought two Luke Snowspeeder 40th ESB anniversary, and I'm struggling not to buy this one, but the box is so great. And this is... All uh, right, so I, yeah. I, I can relate with that story right there because I, too, he should be showing up today. So what he's talking about, Nick, is the the uh, condom head Luke, like the Hoth, Hoth pilot Luke, yep. is releasing in the ESB 40th anniversary card back packaging which should be on my doorstep today, which means I'm going to open him and then lay him on my toy graveyard table and never shoot him. <laughs> but kind of like uh, Ramdi was, was sitting here, he's like, all right, I've already bought that one, and now I feel like I need to buy this one because he's in a different box. Yeah. Uh, well, that's exactly what I did. So <laughs> I, I completely understand it. And I'm the guy sitting here fucking talking shit about boxes. So <laughs> what does that fucking say? Yeah. Uh, at this point, though, I'm probably going to leave the one Luke in the card back because it looks like an old toy from when I was a little kid. There we go. Uh, but then, I'm again, I'm just being a big fucking hypocrite, but that's kind of how we are, right? Yeah. I'm yelling at people not to keep figures in boxes, and I just said I'm probably going to keep a figure in a box. Literally going to do it himself, so. <laughs> no way. Um, I'm going to rip that shit open today if it's on my porch. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was good. That turned out better than I thought. I, I don't know why that was so fun to me. I, th I think I just like commiserating with other collectors and how fucked up all of us are. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing it, it, like me, it was probably uh, laid upon us from either our fathers or mother. Whoever got us into collecting, they're the ones that probably back then ingrained into us, you know, hey, if I would have had all my comics when I was young, we'd be millionaires, yeah, you know, or all my baseball now. cards. So that's that's why I was conditioned that way, and I eventually got over it. But good stuff. So let me go ahead and uh, change gears on the graphic here because we all know what time it is. It is time for the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. And did I, did I, uh, is this one of my weeks where I have to make fun of myself? There is a Haywood okay, pop shot right. this week. There we go. So we'll see so, what, what, what Nick picked here, but uh, I'll turn it over to the curator of the top five. Yes, this is, this is the, the sacred segment of the week. Every week, it's the top five. <laughs> there is no influencing. There is no buying oh, your way into the top five. I've home. told Greg this many times. But the top five is a very holy and sacred ground for the Star Wars Time Show. So he this week, is here to give us the top five. <laughs> yes, so, I, I grew up Catholic. If people, know, if you yeah. can tell. <laughs> Yep, me too. I went to a Catholic school. Brainwashed for, like school. a motherfucker. I got too so long. many hymns in my head. <laughs> uh, I know. It's like some of them are starting to finally filter out because I haven't <laughs> been to church in so long. Oh, uh, me too. <laughs> it's like, well, I used to remember them all. I, 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 half the time, my mom made me go. I didn't even know what the fuck was going on, but they'd be like, may the peace be with you <laughs> and also with you. Exactly. That's how you know you're Catholic is when you watch Star Wars and they say, may the force be with you. Just in your head. And, just also, like, and also with you. you. No, but you got to sing it. Too. <laughs> all right, man. Go Go ahead. Let's get at it. All right. So number one up on this week's top five is a brand new person in the top five. This is Toy Box Photography. Oh. With a very, very good recreation from episode five, the, 
the scene where you finally get the reveal of the emperor's face in episode four you had no idea who the emperor was and in episode five you see this this reveal and in in the original cut of uh empire strikes back you get monkey man you get yes. the monkey man it was like emperor. some random dude's face with monkey eyes yeah superimposed like we're super not saying weird. he had monkey eyes literally they use monkey eyes yeah and then now you know with the recuts and the special editions you get you actually do get ian uh mcdermott i don't emperor Nick, correct me if i'm wrong i don't think he changed that until the blu-rays like Dude, I, I don't was, think that didn't even make the the special editions in the mid '90s. I don't think it did either because you didn't have right. Ian. I mean, like you had, you, you may have gotten like episode six Palpatine. I can't remember because it's been so long since I watched like the the like the '96 special edition cut now. But I yeah, you definitely don't. I, I just have remember the same one. you know because to me the special editions it, it was like it was amazing. I was in high yeah. school. I was gonna get to see. Star Wars in the theater. I only got to see Jedi and I was three. So, you know, what the fuck was that really? Uh, so I was jazzed to go back. And then obviously, you know, you get some of the changes. I, I still think the changes to Jedi are the worst. I fucking hate, hate what they did in Jabba's palace with the fucking song change yeah, and all that Max bullshit. Rebo thing. It was so oh my weird. God. It's like, what the fuck, George? Like, why did we need that? Yeah. It's like, that wasn't necessary. It, just, it but... takes like a great dark scene. Like this, there's mystery going on. It just, it, it like jams a fucking Chuck E. Cheese session into it. <laughs> it was uh, so but I, I always remember, uh, sorry, back to that, the, the original special editions. I remember like, I felt like they, they did nothing to Empire. Yeah, there like, was very like few he almost made to no Empire, changes any. to Empire. I think the only thing that may have been changed, well, no, because that wasn't even until the the Blu-ray either. Is like you get the different look at Cloud City, like the the more CGI version to Cloud City. So, um, but uh, they're saying we, it was an old woman played Palpatine in the first cut. Okay, that would so, make, I mean, like, I guess I could make sense if you just, like, put a bunch of weird makeup on an older lady. Um, but it was, yeah, like, it wasn't even Ian's voice. Like, it was, it was no, somebody else's Ian voice. No, Ian didn't even, like, I don't even think that they knew Ian was going to be playing the role until Jedi. Yeah, exactly. It was just a way, you know, like, he was only cast at that point. Um, but what we see here from Toy Box Photography is a, is a scene recreation of the updated version from the Blu-rays where you actually do have the proper Ian McDermott there in Palpatine form talking to Vader, uh, son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi, that line, that famous line from, oh, from yeah. Empire. Um, it is it, it is almost a perfect recreation of it. In fact, that's what, what makes this one stand out so much. Is well, that what I is. like is it, it gives us a different perspective than, than the movie because mm -hmm. uh, I you think the, the movie, side panel yeah, you get mostly a side view for a good chunk of it. And then I, mm -hmm. I do think you might get a face on, but I believe it's just a, the Emperor's face. So I like that we, we kind of get to see uh, Vader's helmet there. It's yeah. cool. And I, I, Toy Box Photography, I don't know if they're new or they just found our tag because I already have another shot of theirs in the folder to be featured. So I mean, uh, be, it looks be on like the lookout. New 186 followers only, uh, 59 posts. So make sure to go follow this. This is definitely a fresh, new looking account. Um, and already a top five here. So, so Matt, I have one question for you and the, for the photographers in the in the chat the, the background here is this a dio or is this I, like I, a, that looks like a digirama a digirama to me. okay yeah. yeah that was that was my question for this so 
at Toy Box Photography on Instagram. Go give him a follow. A new account. Well worth the follow yeah, here. Greggy, of, Greggy boy woke up. There we go. Greg's in just in time. Just, for just in time five. for his. Yeah, he, he doesn't like the other Star Wars shit. I mean, he's yeah, a he Marvel does. guy anyways. He, he's just here for the top five because uh, one of his buddies made it. Oh, yes. His, his, his bud made it. He's coming up a little bit later in the top five segments. So moving on to the next one here. It's Mark Walker photo. So we, uh, we already talked about Mark a little bit in our, in our uh, fan segment. Um, but he has a fantastic, just beautiful uh, fin with lightsaber. This is TFA yep. fin. I- I'm regretting not. This is a Hot Toys fin Nixus, the 1-6 scale. I'm regretting not getting a lot of the 1-6 scale TFA figures at this point because I think they got one of the best rays. I believe they're, it has the Island Journey ray, it has Scav ray, and then you get, you know, obviously FN 2187. Yeah, 2187. I mean, like this, this figure, this just looks like John Boyega. And it's nuts how, how detailed this figure is. It's, you know, the, the giving him the, the Skywalker family blade, like was teased in the, in the trailers and everything leading up to TFA, kind of putting him behind this, this Star Destroyer like background. Um, I mean, and, and then the, the, the comment that you put on a real life resistance leader at John Boyega, it's good, good stuff here. Um, it's just a very clean, beautiful, uh, uh, picture here by Mark Walker photo. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love the figure. I love the picture. I mean, obviously it was put up during a time when Boyega is really out there fighting the good fight for everybody. I don't know if exactly. anyone has seen what Boyega has done. Uh, with all the BLM stuff, but he has been a pimp. Yeah. Uh, so much so that he's like, you know what? I don't give a fuck if I ever work in Hollywood again. I, I feel the need to get out and, and do this now. I was actually surprised you didn't you didn't choose the Jason B. Michael. I saw that one too. Uh, yeah. Homage to what John's been up to. I guess I'll pull this up real quick now since we're talking about it. But Yeah, that was, that was a close uh, one. Th- this yeah. is a, a damn great toy photography shot here that I'm pulling up from Jason B. Michael. Uh, he essentially just organized a bunch of his action figures from Marvel, Star Wars, uh, got Boyega dressed up in a, in a hoodie with gloves like he was in real life. And uh, it's just a fantastic shot. I mean, I'm not going to go into uh, all the, all the social stuff. I mean, you, you know, our stance, I kind of laid that out last week at the opening of the show. So we support all this support what Jason's doing, what Mark's doing. Uh, but Jason shot here. This is, this is art. This is toy photography art. There's no other way to describe it. So I just wanted to uh, bring that up since we were talking about Mark's Boyega shot, but yeah, I mean, Great figure that Mark shot and, and just a good portrait type of shot. So thank mm-hmm. you, Mark, for participating with the tag and getting a mention because of your response to our question of the week. There we go. Two timer on the show. So get some. Uh, next up on the top five is one from Lego Star Wars Tong, which is a uh, account we feature a ton. This guy is an absolute magician when it comes to Lego photography uh, at Lego underscore Star Wars underscore Tong. And what we see here is a really cool kind of like, it's, it's almost, I'm looking at it and it looks like these are Imperial Super Commando, um, like little Star Wars Lego figures. And then in the background, you see like proper Snowtrooper and Stormtrooper helmets on pikes. So I don't know if this is like 
See, Imperial Super right. Commandos, like, like you know, rebelling against the guy looking masters. at us, Nick. Yeah, that is a Mandalorian. But I think it is, as you're saying, the the Mandalorians that joined the Empire, like yeah. Gar Saxon, those types. Exactly. Yep. The Super uh, Commando ones. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't know if they're turning on the Imperial overlords or what, but I always like looking at Lego shots that depict death. Yeah, violence, and murder, and violence <laughs> yeah. because. Legos just I don't know I mean they're they're fucking Legos right they they just don't scream murder exactly Uh, so I think that's why I love Lego shots that depict death and destruction and that's what our our buddy Lego Star Wars Tong is doing I mean uh, he's the one that usually has those mind-blowing sunset shots where the Mm -hmm. sky turns all shades of fucking pink purple and orange yep Uh, so I don't know if he's shooting inside or what but I, I just initially the, the trooper heads on on pikes and that just that just gets me and then the that that mando looking at you like what yeah you're next like, you, motherfucker don't fuck with do? us yeah i mean the, so. the, the background in the snow particulation i mean everything about this shot's actually just really well set up by by lego star wars tong i mean i don't know if this background is something that like he he photoshopped in or he had like a physical like I think a lot of it, Nick, looks practical, thing. set up. Yeah. I mean, a uh, little mountain here almost looks like a prop from a Black Series figure. Uh, but I'm going with most of this is probably practical. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it is. It's just like he's got some atmospheric can- or like Candair or atmosphere aerosol in his behind-the-scenes photo, and it is. It's like a practical mountain right. set up there. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful, beautiful. One of these days, one of these days, I'm going to try to shoot some of my minifigs because, as I've said, I have come into possession of a lot of them thanks to my little daughter, <laughs> the lockdown, buying Death Stars and other three $400 Lego sets. Uh, all they are now is pretty much shit for the new cats to fuck up. So <laughs> I need to do something. I need to get them out of the, the, the main part of the house, or I'm going to kill the cats. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, Don't kill is. them. But, um, Mr. I, Mr. Top Five himself. Come yeah, up. Mr. Top Five. It's, it's hard not to put Papa in the top five when shit like this <laughs> when comes out. When he does so this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Uh, like, Oh, my God. This is So what we see here is Papa Palpatine photography. I don't know if he's still in the chat, but he was in here earlier. We see Boba Fett riding on the back of a xenomorph <laughs> through... What looks, I'm just going to say through Dagobah, and he's just yeah. just fucking firing off the back I of mean, the Xenomorph. I mean, we all know what it is in real life. This is Papa's pit. Yeah, right? this I mean, is Papa's we've all seen it. Pit. Papa literally has this, this toy shooting pit in his backyard where he's got this awesome gnarly tree stump still. He's dug out trenches and shit, and he, you can see his, his, all the lights he sets up. But again, it's, it's the imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, something I, I definitely struggle with. Uh, Papa does not. Uh, the guy's always thinking of cool looking shots. He's always thinking of how he can mash shit together. And I mean, again, he, this is he is an account that I sometimes have to slap my hand over. Like, OK, you just featured him yesterday. Don't feature him again today. Wait at least another 24 hours. Uh, because I, I have another shot that he released last week that I'm still planning on putting out. It's of a Mythos Leia he created. It's just, uh, I he mean, the guy is wow. Okay, the guy's always thinking of interesting things to shoot, and then he can execute it. Obviously, with uh, you know masterful posing effects, almost always practical effects. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Boba Fett on the back of a xenomorph just seems natural. Yeah, exactly. Like that's just like one of the creatures that he 
encountered and then dominated on his uh you know his bounty hunting trails so <laughs> just look at I mean, look how happy he looks to ride on like even <laughs> xenos are typically just fucking angry beings yeah even the xeno looks happy to be carrying boba fett on his back oh yeah you know he's he gets to uh work alongside another creature of death and destruction so he's happy about that but i mean it is it's just the imagination just the setup that he has is so fucking awesome. He always pumps in that that atmospheric effects to make it. Look well, yeah, he he's he's a fog cooler. machine. Like the, the, this dude, I'm pretty sure he's got a legit fog maker and just blows it out. I don't yeah. think he fucks around with the canned air salt nonsense. And, yeah, so just uh, I, I like the canned stuff because it's you can be a lazy asshole. With yeah, just it. spray it. Don't yeah, he's just you know it. kill the environment, kill your lungs, fuck it. <laughs> when i use that shit down my basement i'm telling you it's gonna give me a tumor yeah you're probably gonna have some sort of <laughs> it's like oh yeah use things. it in a well ventilated space i'm in a fucking basement with an escape hatch that's it <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm sitting in here and after a few hours my kidneys start to hurt from Ugh. processing all the poison but hey all go. in the name of toy photography for ig to fucking bury my shots indeed uh, so no, papa, this is fantastic stuff papa way yeah. to go buddy you know you know you never disappoint Triple P, uh, although, Papa underscore Palpatine underscore photography. There he, he's lucky there's no blind Han Solo in this shot or or Boba would Boba, be fucked. Yeah, he would be dead and He'd that be would fucked. be it. The Xenomorph <laughs> would be fucking eating dead no, Boba no, the, Fett. The, no, they would, because Boba's so tightly on the Xeno, once Han hit his, his jet pack, they'd both just lift out together and hit a <laughs> sail barge somewhere and then fall into a pit. Yeah. The, the the sarlacc would have a bigger meal than it did so yeah so great stuff um, man always yeah, love what the pop has got pop. coming out of his head uh and then this was the tease from earlier that i'm mistaken tease it's not stormtrooper pete it's stormtrooper storyteller stormtrooper right. underscore storyteller um with the first top five here and this is uh i think this was a combo between greggy boy our, our good friend greg bird and stormtrooper storyteller yeah they under. um they actually I don't know if they met up because they're fans of the show or there's just they realize that they live close to together through IG and the toy photography community. Uh, but these two have linked up and they are going out and making some shots together down there. They can't quite get the explosives we do. So they do all their their fireworks with just sparklers, which is uh, impressive because sparklers don't typically uh, play well, if yeah. you will. Uh, Greg's crazy ass. He tapes the motherfuckers to his lens hood. <laughs> uh, which is just balls of steel. I mean, I'm talking like a lens hood might give you two or three inches of protection from the actual lens. <laughs> McGreg, <laughs> he tapes live sparklers to his lens hood. Risking life and limb for the It's for amazing. The shots. Like It's right. amazing what he'll do to, to try to get some of the fire in there. Yeah. But anyways, on the Stormtrooper Storyteller, not sure if this was a, a team-up shot with Greg, but I know they are buddies, and they do go out and have uh, some toy safaris together, which is nice. Yeah, and what we see here is in the foreground, you see Commander Bly from uh, you know, one of the, the clone commanders, and then in the background you see, actually, which is really impressive knowing that it's just sparklers— yeah. And actually, like a very good kind of, you know, mushrooming explosion in the background. I, I know, man, because I'm telling you, I know Sir Dork has kind of perfected him, too, but he's using multiple layers. I mean, sparklers are hard to get to resemble an explosion, at least harder than, you know, us assholes over here in the, in the States. We'll just go buy little sticks of dynamite or crackling <laughs> balls and you know you're going to get some sort of explosion and particle effects. So I, I am impressed with what they can do 
with sparklers. And I know Greggy Boy, he's got himself some sort of uh, diffusion or, or canned air company down there hooking him up. So uh, I don't know there if they're using that in this shot. And, and Greg did clarify this is all Stormtrooper storytellers work. There we go. Okay. Uh, Greg was just maybe there for moral support or who knows, gave him some of the uh the fire yeah gave him some of the explosions himself but yeah i mean you get good atmospheric smoke effects coming from the explosion in the background bly standing in there like a badass with his gun slung over his shoulder um just overall really good composition really good atmospheric effects and then you know having bly as the focus was really you know stands out pops really well good coloration in the background too so overall just a really nice aesthetically pleasing shot here yeah it look, I mean, it looks like he's coming out of off a hard day on the battlefield of cooking <laughs> sep of kicking sep ass so dude i could almost see like him like with his hand not holding a gun just like throwing a grenade over his shoulder and like that's the explosion in the background <laughs> yeah right like you know see ya just leave yeah. a, a parting gift so yeah uh, so. good work there stormtrooper underscore storyteller so this brings us on to the Matt Haywood uh -oh. pop. I haven't shot seen this yet, down. my friends. This is going to be my first time scrolling up. Yeah, oh, so. You, you always go. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I went back a little bit. I didn't go oh, no. all the way back. I could have gone a little bit further, but this was posted July 26, 2018 for Matt. And uh, which means I probably took it in 2016 or 17. I do not. <laughs> I've only gotten to the point now, my friends. Like some of my shots you've seen now where you're like, wow. You're, you're getting kind of good at this. It's like, whoa, I, now I'm actually fucking taking shots and posting them within the same calendar year. Yeah. So, so what you're really so seeing I'm, is... Uh, baby steps. I still have not gotten out and done an actual shoot in probably six weeks now. It's starting to get a little depressing. Really? Uh, I don't want to say I've fallen completely out of love with the hobby. It's just... Mental break. A mental it, dude, break. I, it's just, it's getting tough here in a family with a, a fresh four-year-old where both parents still have full-time jobs. It, it's starting to get rough to, you know, go do what we used to do. All right. I don't like to sit yeah. here, bitch. I have a fucking job. I'm still making money. Life is good that way. But I in terms of, in terms of jobs, right. Like <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit here and bitch like, oh, I got a fucking job. Life sucks. I mean, my man here doesn't have work. So yeah. I understand that. I'm not trying to be a douche. I'm just telling you, I've lost a lot of my hobby time is, is gone right now. And that's fine. Whatever. We'll do what we got to do. I'm not going to send my kid to fucking daycare uh, when both her parents can't go to their own work because of death. All right. Yeah. So it is what it is. So I'm not shooting. But here we go. All right. So this is a Captain Rex shot here. Uh, this is a, a just vintage bad Haywood pop posing. Right. <laughs> This is just uh, how not to pose 101. I, what, what's he doing? Like, what, what's Rex doing here? Is he running like, you know, is he running around like a weirdo? Uh, is, why are his hands crooked? Why is one gun this way, one gun that way? Why is he looking up into the sky and not in front of him? Uh, it's just one of those deals where, I, you know, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It's just like, this character looks cool. I mean, I guess you could say... If you are looking, if you're on the video version, I, I gave him a somewhat decent weathering job. You did, yeah. I like the weathering. <laughs> What's the part? So, like, the particle background, is that another one Th of your this would be either, kicks? Yeah, this would either be a, a foot to dirt kick or using a drain cleaner. You just it's They're kind of like super soakers, Nick. You, you pump them up, and mm -hmm. they store air, and then when you release it, the air, you know, there's so much pressure, it explodes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is me fucking around with that type of stuff i mean gotcha. I, I like i said th this shot 
has to be three years old in terms of when I actually took it. And, and that's no excuse. I mean, it, it looks stupid. Uh, it is. It's just, I mean, I, I don't care. I mean, I, mean, the, I look at the pot because I think, one, I think you did a great job with the weathering, too. I think the background particulate spray looks really yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, he stands out. It's, it's a crisp shot, if you will. It's the the pose, Nick, is terrible. I mean, the posing just, it, could be a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, it does look it, a little bit. It looks weird. like Rex is literally either sauntering off the battlefield or running, looking at the sky, literally screaming, like, no, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. <laughs> you know, it doesn't look like Rex. He doesn't look tough. He doesn't look like a badass. Yeah, I mean, does, I should have had. A lot of- action in the post right i should have had him at least looking in one direction where the guns are pointing that would have helped a lot okay i mean that, that would have helped a lot because uh, otherwise he just he looks like he's drunk uh someone spiked his his booze and he's just out having a good time celebrating the star wars new year or something like that yeah you know he's, he's these people that get out there and just start shooting live ammunition up into the air as if it's never going to come down and kill could something. be that it could be a life day celebration <laughs> there you go yeah, his, his guns see, randomly see there you go it's a perfect <laughs> pose for a captain rex life day celebration <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, hey, you live and learn, grow a little bit, not too much. You know, I'm, I'm never going to be uh, a pop or, or one of the all stars. And that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm good with that. I just I want to get my motivation back to actually sh- shoot some figs, because as I worked on eliminating my backlog when IG liked me and I had the, the motivation, uh, it's now starting to build back up because I just don't care. I mean, I've got. <laughs> Baby Yoda. I still have not shot Rubber Suit Luke. No one has. Like, it would actually get attention just because people think it's a, sh- a shitty figure and someone bought it. Still haven't shot it. I got the, the figure arts Mando. He's laying there. We got Zori. We got the uh, Knight of Ren. I've got some Marvel figures. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe this weekend. I think Father's Day's coming up, so technically I can treat that like a birthday. Yeah, yeah. And, and kind of do whatever close. I want. So maybe I'll, I'll schedule in some toy photography time and then I can shit on that shot in a segment on the Star Wars Time Show. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the end of the, sh- the shot breakdown from Matt and that's the end of the top five. And that's the end of the show, everybody. So Matt, why don't you lead Woo-hoo! us into the dance we did it. and the We exit. did it. We made it. We made it. I'll try to go to the homepage, but on my desktop, Safari doesn't like our site. There we go. That's right. As Nick said, we're dancing right now. Look at these moves. I'm going to flex for you. See that? Boom. Boom. Warrior training. Kettlebells and steel mace only. That's how to do it. I'm preparing for the apocalypse. There we go. But anyways, now that we're done with the dance, we're on StarWarsTime.net. Why are we there? Well, that's where you're... First off, you can check out our content. We do try to put out a post at least once a day, every other day. It really depends what's out there and what is going on in real life. But the reason we want you to go there is so you can see what we're going to talk about on the Star Wars Time Show. And you can do that by subscribing to the podcast. So you just click, click on the subscribe to podcast link up there. Or you could scroll down and get it in the sidebar. And as I always say, we've got every platform. So shut the fuck up with your excuses. Now, once you're on the platform, we need you to do something big. And I'm going to keep saying it because it is dwindled and we don't have enough. You've got to leave the ratings and reviews. Uh, I did a little bit of digging, and it seems, Nick, some of our uptick in listens is coming from Pandora, which means Pandora is probably sharing the show with people searching, which could be a result of people leaving feedback, this, that, and the other thing. I'm telling you, just like Instagram, 
these algorithms will only look at shows like ours if people are interacting with them. And how do you interact with a podcast? You rate it, you review it. If you're on YouTube, you, you like it, you share, you comment. It's not Subscribe. much. Right. We're not, we're not asking for the money yet. It could get there at some point in time. I think we have enough people that like us that they would maybe give us a couple dollars a month to do this shit. We're not there yet. I need to feel like we're somebody before I actually start soliciting cash. So until then, just do the easy stuff. Talk to friends about it. Leave reviews. Right now, people listening, just take a time out. Go to iTunes and rate it. Review it. I'm telling you, as a computer scientist, as a champion of the internet and SEO, it goes miles. Miles. Much more so than even our shitty content. They don't care about our content as long as they think real people like it. You getting it now? All right. So help us out. Rate and review. We're all over the place. YouTube, all the podcast channels. All right, my friends. And why should you do it? Well, there's always time for Star Wars time. Just look at our friends in the live stream. They know it. They found their time for Star Wars time. And so should you. And if you listen to the Star Wars time show, the force will be with you. Always. Always.